Welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 44 of Thirst and Goal. Ben, across the table from me, Sonia, Yo. to my right. My name is Franny. And <laughs> my name is Fr- My name is Franny. It's a weird name. No, no you, you, it's you, not. You don't hear that name very often. Our listeners well, you don't know hear it Sonia well. very often. Well, you hear Sonia, yeah. but it's never spelled. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to correct my spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte for I Sonia? Know, yeah. I know my name. <laughs> All right, everybody. Franny, how was your week this week? It was long, man. It felt like a long week. It did indeed. I can say the same. It was a long week. Uh, a lot going on at work, uh, but it feels good to be here doing the podcast on the eve of another fun-filled NFL Sunday. Sonia, how was your week this week? It was a long week. That's that for sure. is true. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, what are you uh, What are you drinking over there tonight, there, Franny? You know, a little ben, different this this week. Yeah, you know, last week I drank a little bit of the. Uh, I think it was. I can't remember which rye I was drinking with Coke. This week it's a little bit of the Jim Beam, in honor of both of you because you're both such big Jim Beam yeah. fans. So it's Jim Beam it? rye with Coke. It's actually sweeter than I expected. Maybe I just didn't pour enough uh, of the Jim Beam in there and a little bit of water too. I was a little dehydrated. We we did that bottling today and. Uh, you know, it's 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 a pretty warm evening, and we went through what forty some bottles for 40, five 40, well, well, 44, 45 yeah. bottles. Yeah, well, we did. We'll our, talk more about that. We'll too. talk more about our homebrew, but tonight was our uh, our bottling you know, expedition, which uh, went well, I think. Uh, Sonia, what are you drinking over there for yourself? <laughs> for myself, I you have, have, a, have a lot of front of you there. I know. I have. I have the whisk. No, I'm sorry. I have the Islay. Islay. I've got some the Scotch. Scotch. I've got some water, I've got a shot, and I have some tea. Ah, a little bit of green tea. <laughs> and Ben, you got some green stuff in your drink there. I do, and I am again drinking this oh, wonderful, Lord. wonderful Wintergin, the botanist. Uh, I didn't post pro- it yet. I need to post it. Yes, definitely post that. I know. This is a product of the, how do we pronounce it? Uh, Isla? I- Isla? Isla. I believe the- it's Isla. That's what it said on the side of the box for the Lagavulin. We yes. should do Next. that Google Translate and yeah. let them say it. <laughs> They're not even going to be close. It's the uh, hey, it's it's fucking Ailey. <laughs> Damn Google, why are you so pissed? That it's, would be an awesome Google. It's a gin from the Isla region of Scotland. It's a wonderful, wonderful gin, and I'm drinking it with a little, little bit of of lime, uh, but primarily the garnish in here is fresh, organic rosemary mixed in with the gin and tonic. It is very, very You should grow some. You should grow some rosemary. I know Sonia's a big fan of rosemary. Oh, I can't stand whatever that smell (laughs) is over there. Yeah, it's really, really good. I can't say enough about it. Uh, We haven't uh, got a retweet from The Botanist yet, but this is a really, really good gin. Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, as usual, we have our NFL news. Too much Eagles news, by, <laughs> by the way. Too much Eagles news. I hate when there's news about the Eagles. Especially when it's bad news. All bad. And then we have our housekeeping, Ben. We have our Week 7 recap. We have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our Week 8 picks. We'll talk a little bit more about our home brew. We have our shot of the week, which we'll try. We have our beverage of the week, another Isla uh, scotch. We have our beer. 
Who knew yes, that Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo Danny Trejo has his own beer and we'll be trying it on the show tonight. We have a quiz, Ben's quiz. And yes. then right after that, Ben's betting corner. <laughs> and then right after that, Ben's housekeeping. It's a Ben heavy show. Sonia, none of that tonight. is true. None of that is true. <laughs> I know we should write Sonia leave at that <laughs> point right there. Well, Ben, you have some interesting news for us. I do, Freddy. What's first up on a big board? It is the news that I just mentioned. I, it's true. <laughs> All right, yeah, we are a little bit, we are a little bit loopy. Uh, bottling took a little while to get that done, so bear with us, folks. Uh, but we had, we do have a little bit of NFL news this week. We'll start with allegedly the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the news keeps getting better and better for Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. A new report on Sunday, or this past Sunday, from ESPN's Adam Schefter indicates Mahomes could return in three weeks, if not sooner. Great news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes suffered a patellar kneecap dislocation during the second quarter of the Chiefs' Thursday night football game a couple weeks back against the Denver Broncos. Kansas City ultimately won that game 30-6. to If the Chiefs proceed with caution, as they should, a reasonable expectation would be Mahomes returning for Monday night football against the L.A. Chargers week 11 after the uh, or after the week 12 bye, which would be week 13, the Chiefs host the Oakland Raiders in Week 13. What say you, Franny, about the embarrassment of riches in Kansas City? Dislocated kneecap coming back in less than three weeks or potentially after the bye. No, I mean, that's great. We talked about it last week. We were... um we were happy that the injury wasn't as bad as it first seemed. And, um, you know, thank God it was an ACL tear. And uh, he'll be back soon. I love watching the best players play. And he's definitely one of the best out there, Ben. You're still not a huge Mahomes fan. I am. I, I love watching him play. I'm not completely sold on Patrick Mahomes as of yet, especially uh, how he performed yeah, when he was... touchdowns in a season. That's, that doesn't sell me. Just margin. <laughs> that was it. But that was best case scenario, right? Completely healthy. Yeah, well. uh, offensive line healthy. All the receivers, with the exception of I think there was a suspension uh, last year, but you know it was everything worked well for them last mm-hmm. year. There were no hiccups along the way, at least on offense. Uh, so you know he got a little yeah. bit injured this year, and a bit of he struggle. did not look struggle on, on great. defense too this year. They haven't been stellar on that side of the ball. Oh, they've been terrible on that side of the ball. Sonia, anything to add about Patrick Mahomes? I'm just really bummed. I was really hoping to watch Patrick and Aaron play each other, and Aaron gets another break. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... He got to play home five of the last seven games, and he was he's on the road, and he gets to play a nobody. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. Things, we'll see what happens. Tend to, him. things tend to go well for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Andy Reid is a good regular season coach, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure he'll we'll see. Something. I'm excited about that game, yeah. but yeah, I we'll, mean, if if I see like ten nothing and, and it's no, I'm not watching it after that. But we will bring back the bloody arrow this year uh, for Andy Reid. That was one of Friday's first shots. Very That's good shot. Right. That was a long. That was like the first one on the board yeah. right there. Yeah, wasn't the first shot. I but think it was, was the first one on the board. I think it was actually the, might have been what, the first one. Was it the first? You one? know it what? Might have been the first one. I if if the Chiefs pull this out next week uh-huh. or tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday we're doing the bloody arrow. All right. Because All right. that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Packers. Are, and if know. the Packers win, we're going to do the cheese head. And they're playing oh, in Green Bay. And we'll put, some, and we'll put some cheese in the shot. A little bit of cheese whiz. A little, a little cheese bit of, whiz. A little bit of cream. Oh, no, I have Melted a good one. Velveeta in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheese whiz. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next That's up, we deal. have Cam Newton. Oh, the news just gets more interesting every day in Carolina. It remains highly unlikely 
that Pat, that Panthers quarterback Cam Newton plays in Week Eight when the team returns from their bye, as originally reported last week. Of course, sources said <laughs> an absence of another week beyond that is also possible. Jason Lakonfora of CBS Sports reports the Panthers four and zero under backup Kyle Allen are in lockstep with Newton that he should take as much time as possible to ensure his foot sprain is 100% healed when he does, in fact, return. There is a sense that recovery will, will continue to require multiple weeks of rehab, practice, and increased conditioning. And we know how much Cam Newton loves conditioning, given how much time the former MVP has missed and how little physical activity he has been permitted to undertake during his absence. It's virtually certain that Allen will start against the 49ers this week uh, with with Newton just set to return to the field this week following the team's trip to London and thereby. Once Newton is healthy, it is not an absolute certainty that he returns as the starters. As the starter, the Panthers, as a practical matter, have yet to even begin to discuss the scenario at quarterback, sources said, with Allen still the starter and Newton not cleared to return to a game. They don't intend to address this situation until it is presented to them. Franny, what say you about Cam Newton potentially being usurped by Kyle Allen permanently? Well, um, if I was uh, the Panthers, I would definitely keep on rolling with Kyle Allen because he yep. has not lost a game yet. I mean, well, he, he we'll has a tough matchup tomorrow against the <laughs> Niners. Uh, that might be his first loss, but against one of the best teams yeah. in the league. Um but uh, no, I, I believe Cam Newton will probably be traded. I mean, you have to roll with the hot hand. Kyle Allen is is the hot hand right now, and uh, Cam Newton is injury prone. In his last eight games, he's zero and eight, give or take. Yeah. yeah. So you got You got to roll with Kyle Allen. I don't you know? disagree. I mean, there's a reason that he he's on the wrong. Well, he's thirty some years. Thirty. I think he's thirty. Yeah. Thirty one. You know. So and Kyle Allen. I mean, there's a reason he was either an undrafted free agent or he was drafted. Uh, very, very, very low in the draft. So, you know, odds of him continuing down this road are unlikely, but you'll hear about that in my quiz. I have an interesting uh, quiz sort of tie-in to I, I this can't Cam wait, Newton. Ben. <laughs> but, you know, it's happened before. Tom Brady, uh, yeah. for example, was, uh, was the backup to Drew Bledsoe, and yep. Bill Belichick never allowed Bledsoe to see the field against, again once Brady began to start. Sonia, do you have any opinion about... What's going on in Carolina? They've got a really, really good defense, great running game, decent offensive line. Do you upset the apple cart? Uh, no. I, 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 the apple? I don't Where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> He's 80. Uh, um, do you upset? <laughs> That's a good old man voice. Do you upset the apple cart, boy? Go down to Mayberry. Tomorrow will be interesting. I think tomorrow will be his Daniel Jones day. If he can upset the Niners, then then maybe we'll keep him on. I mean, Cam, come on. I I don't know. You could get a lot in return. There are desperate teams out there that might want Cam Newton. A lot of them. A pretty good haul for uh, for Cam Newton. A lot of them. He stays healthy. Look at the QB situation in Tennessee right now. Yeah. They don't know who to start over yeah. there right now. Flip floppers or yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, that's yeah, exactly Cincinnati. where Cam Newton belongs. Yeah, I mean, or the. I mean, maybe the Dolphins. Although they they can't really. Maybe <laughs> they can't be the. They Dolphins? can't really give up anything because they have nothing to trade other than picks. Or you know, I mean, there's no players on the Dolphins right now that you'd probably want. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, there are desperate teams out there that would probably make the jump and and you know take Cam Newton aboard. I mean, he's injury prone, old, like I said, but. Um, you, you can find the right suitor. 
I agree. Sonia, anything to add about no, Carolina? No, no. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting into uh, the meat of the show for the tag teams, uh-oh. the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it was reported earlier this week that the Eagles came under criticism for not completing a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Aww. But it was clearly not for lack of effort, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported. The Eagles offered the Jaguars first and second round picks for Jalen Ramsey. League sources have told ESPN and for a period of time thought they had a chance to land him. But the Eagles ultimately were outbid by the L.A. Rams, who were willing to pay a steeper price to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles simply were unwilling to give up more than a first and second round pick, according to sources. As much as the Eagles would have loved to have uh, Jalen Ramsey on their roster, they also know that they expect to get back four stellar, awesome, wonderful (laughs) defensive backs in the next two weeks. Franny, what say you? Would you have pulled the trigger? Apparently, there's there's an additional little bit of news here. Apparently... The Jacksonville Jaguars called Howie Roseman, you know, right before they pulled the trigger with the Rams and said, do you want to match this offer? Because yeah. we'll send him to you if you're willing to match the Rams offer. And Howie Roseman said no. You know, I, I don't blame Howie Roseman. They're, I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles right now have more issues than just a cornerback. The Eagles have serious issues in the locker room with coaching. I mean, just all over the board. And Jalen Ramsey would not solve the issues. Maybe he's good friends with Orlando Skandrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. That's coming that's, up next. That's coming up. But uh, you know, two first rounders. You know, uh, you know this this draft and next draft, and that's that's pretty expensive. Uh, and also, I mean, if if he was already on a contract, that's one thing. But he's going to look for a, a huge contract after this season and a half i think there's uh well when it's about there like so well half this season that's remaining plus the next season then he's you know on on to becoming a free agent and uh you know i i don't wouldn't i wouldn't want the eagles to play to pay a huge amount for a corner i want good corners but there are other positions on the field where i'd rather spend my resources i don't disagree with that i actually would not have pulled the trigger on two first round draft picks for any cornerback Jalen Ramsey or otherwise, I think Howie Roseman, actually the initial move. offer, uh, first round and a I second round pick might have been too high that's generous. in and of itself yeah. for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he had a good game uh, in his Rams debut last week, but ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you need, the Eagles have deeper <laughs> problems yeah. on their defense than one cornerback can fix, and those two first round draft picks will come in yeah. much, much. Maybe, maybe if he was on the team, the Eagles would have lost Thirty to ten. Thirty to so, ten. You know, maybe it would have made a slight, slight difference. That's but true. You maybe, know, uh, maybe a pick six. Maybe throw a touchdown in there every four yeah. or five weeks. Kick a field goal or something. You know, but yeah, the, the Eagles <laughs> have major issues, and it's deeper than just one flashy cornerback. Exactly, Sonia. Anything to add about Jalen Ramsey? No, no smart move. Smart move by the Eagles. You don't I agree. Them. A smart no move by the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we have Orlando Skandrick. Jaws. It's a little Jaws <laughs> theme there. Recently released, cornerback uh, Orlando Skandrick ripped on his former team, the Eagles, during a television appearance Friday, taking shots at everyone from respectful, respected safety Malcolm Jenkins to general manager Howie Roseman. Tim McManus of ESPN reported, said Skandrick, 
Let's just say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Skandrick said on FS1 when asked about the rumblings of locker room turmoil. That locker room is different, he said. I'll tell... I. I'd tell guys when they come in, I felt like they were still living off that Super Bowl high. It's over. They're living in the past. Uh, Skandrick went on to say, the problem in Philadelphia is much, much bigger than me. The way it was explained to me by Howie, and I don't believe anything Howie says, Howie is one of the people that you that told me, he it, that if you told me it was raining outside, I'd probably get some shorts just in case. He put it to me that he put it to me as such. He wanted to play some younger players and they're a mess on defense and they needed to get some defensive linemen. So we'll see how that works out for them this weekend in Buffalo. Uh, he went in to get a little even more dramatic later on in the interview. He said, I think Rasul Douglas, he's a good friend of mine. I think he took some unwanted heat for some blown coverages on some other people's selfish play. And we don't even have to say names. They know who they are. Uh, I think when you wear a C on your jersey, it's your job to bring guys along. It's your job. Sometimes you need to take the hard down. You need to take the hard job, and you need to bring the thing together. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, Jenkins took accountability for the play that Skandrick talked about uh, later after that game, but it looks like Orlando Skandrick is very, very, very bitter about being released by the Eagles throwing shade all over uh, Malcolm Jenkins, a player that, by all accounts, is uh, a thousand times better than Orlando Skandrick. But what do you he's, say about this drama in he's the more Eagles locker He's more accomplished than Orlando Skandrick. Orlando Skandrick has, I mean, he's, he's had one good season in his entire career. Um, I don't even know why the Eagles picked him up. I mean, they picked him up, they dropped him, they picked him again, and they dropped him. Um, but I, I think he's right, though. I, th- I think he's right. There's a lot going on in the Eagles locker room, uh, and he's right that they're, they're also living off of that Super Bowl high. Okay, you won the Super Bowl. We're excited about that. We had a parade. Not we. I wasn't there, but the Eagles themselves. <laughs> I mean, Eagles I wasn't there. Uh, the Eagles. I watched it on TV, but uh, <laughs> but you know the, the Eagles need to get past that. You know, I mean, since since Peterson has taken over the team, they've always started slow, and it's continuing now. And so I, I, I think that there are some issues that they need to fix, that they need to address. And, you know, he's, he's right about certain things. He is right about certain things. I, I mean, I, I, mean don't, I don't think this is the right way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's obviously better. He's played almost 10 full NFL seasons. He has nine interceptions in 10 seasons. And that was like in back. one season, probably. Uh, he had well, I mean, two, not one, but yeah. he had one, like, good season. He had a couple, couple good seasons for Dallas. He has a total in his entire career of pick sixes of one in 10 seasons with uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles in a, a jaunt with the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. But I'm glad he opened his mouth, though. I'm glad really? He, I, I am glad that he opened his mouth because there is something really wrong. There, there, there is something there in the locker room, in, in the organization, that's just not right. I mean, you Zach, know, they, Brown, they have, they have Zach of, Brown shot his mouth off and he got yeah, cut. They have a lot of talent Kendrick. on that team, and they shouldn't be this bad. Foles is missing. Well, do they have that, that well, magic? Yes, but, but, but this is sort of—is is it or is it more trying to find an explanation for something that people were wrong about from the beginning? We—I actually had a, an argument with, well, not an argument, a conversation about this with a friend of mine at the office. Uh, everyone, you know, myself included, believe that the Eagles had the best roster in the NFL going into the season. Yeah. So, may, what if that wasn't the case? In other words, are we just trying to find excuses for the Eagles performing? exactly how they should and would perform based on the actual talent that they have rather than the perce- perception of the talent. It could be, but you know what? That we uh, thought, because Wentz, yeah. I mean... He hasn't played well. He hasn't, he hasn't played not well, but also, 
his receivers have been terrible. Yeah, I mean, Aguilar, I mean, I mean D, D, Jackson? everybody, everybody. I mean, you know, Deshaun Jackson went out. I mean, you know, he, that's obviously the deep threat. But, uh, you know, everybody has been bad. But they opened the season. I mean, great. I mean, it was a no, two. No, they didn't. They, they, they fell behind in that game, too. The one where Jackson like, had the two touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. And that was a come-from-behind victory. I mean, it seems like every single week the opponent has to score 7 or 14 points to light a fire under this team's ass in order for them to get out there and give some effort. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with any. I just wonder if it's, if it's a, you know, people trying to explain being wrong in the first place. That's what I wonder. I wonder if the talent level on that team, given the age of a lot of those players, maybe the, maybe they weren't old. as good as we thought they were going in. Yeah, and they thought they were better. And the fact that they're not performing as well as people thought they would is what's causing the drama, not the actual drama itself. Could be. Tanya, what say you about? I don't know. I still think that they they're a solid team. I do. Well, I, think I, I, gr- think, I think they should be a really good team, and yeah, I, 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 I still believe they have the talent to do it. I I agree. I, I don't mean, know. It's a couple of drop passes. I mean, obviously against the Falcons, that should have been a catch. It was perfectly thrown yeah. to the sideline. Aguilar should have ran that in for a touchdown. That guy's never would have been over that one. <laughs> also, the following week against the Lions, our single white side dropped. That bomb for that was also it was slight it was a little bit short but you see these other teams yeah. you know I, I you know I'm watching red zone and these these receivers are are you know diving. coming yeah diving for the ball you know uh, dragging their feet you know like just climbing the ladder to get to the ball and grab <laughs> it and they're getting they're getting hit I mean you know it's not easy catches I have not seen uh, an Eagles player catch the ball this year where I was impressed like wow that was a nice catch I have not seen yeah. that this year. Yeah, I mean, there have been some. Um, I mean, there actually has been a, a, a huge number of amazing plays by by receivers this year. And Wentz is more of a concern for me than than even the defensive backs. Or why is that? He, he just doesn't look comfortable. He, I mean, also I know the offensive line playing, is not playing great, but he's not. But he's, if, if you're a hundred and forty million dollar quarterback, you gotta be. He's moving. But he's usually out by now. <laughs> but he's usually yeah, he's yeah. moving around. Really, he's not used to being in in the game this in the season this long. I mean, it's like week eight. He's like I should be. He injured. just he looks unsure <laughs> of himself in 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 the pocket. He doesn't. He doesn't I don't know, appear he, to he, know where where the defenders not, are coming yeah, from. Yeah, I'm not gonna come for come up for excuses with with. For Wentz. It's not a criticism. He yeah, just no, doesn't look comfortable. It, uh, that is true. That, that, that is completely true. Is he uh, hurt? But, but I'm, uh, he's probably looking Everyone at Everyone always says, is Wentz hurt? He's probably looking at his receivers like, who's going to catch this? Right. Who am I going to throw the ball to? But you got to you throw know? it out there. And, and he's hope thrown can... some beautiful balls, too. I, that perfect one. Down and the he side. isn't running much. <laughs> he isn't running much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the injury yeah, a few years ago. Out. I, yeah. But, I mean, if he's got to move a little bit better. He just looks more like Roethlisberger back there than he does like... The Carson Wentz that we that we knew and loved when he was healthy at the beginning yeah. of his career. Yeah, but a lot of problems, and we'll also talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Week Seven recap. Oh, poor Eagles! I mean, the yeah. Steelers. Who we went into this season thinking we were all, all going to make it the was playoffs, all Eagles. and now it looks like only the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's barely. Pretty, it's pretty sad state of affairs barely. for the tag teams. We'll see. We'll this see year. tomorrow if, I mean, they, uh, you, if they lose to an iceless team. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's still one game out of first. Yeah, there's still one game yeah. out of first, so they actually have a decent um, chance, more than one game. But <laughs> they 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 have to they just have to give some effort. I agree. I agree. I mean, and you know, the Cowboys picking up an older oh, Michael, Michael Bennett bastards. is not going to be the difference that that propels the the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. It's just a. <laughs> I don't understand that. You know, it was like a sixth or seventh round pick. It was you know Michael Bennett didn't, seventh rounder. You know he didn't play full time even for the Eagles, and he he was playing only about. Uh, less than a quarter of the snaps for 
the Patriots. So that's not going to be a, a move that moves the needle. Uh, the 49ers are next up on the board. There was rumors of rumbling last week and this week that the 49ers were out there and they were actively pursuing wide receivers to shore up their offense. They did, in fact, pull the triggers this week. The Denver Broncos traded wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders to the San Francisco 49ers. League sources told Adam Schefter of ESPN. San Francisco is sending a third and fourth round draft pick to the in the 2020 draft to Denver, who are also including a 2025th round pick with Sanders in the deal. The sources said Sanders, 32, pretty young for a receiver these days. Has 30 catches, 367 yards from Joe Flacco, Flacco, and two touchdowns in seven games this season, his sixth season with the Broncos. So he's getting out at the right time. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. Frane, Sonia, what say you about the 49ers picking up? Uh, I mean, one of the better receivers in the league when there's a decent quarterback throwing the ball to him. And he would, he, you know, he, he has a decent receiver or a decent quarterback throwing to him right now with Jimmy GQ. Who's that? Jimmy GQ. Who's that now? <laughs> Jimmy GQ, man. I know, I know. He's not having a spectacular year. Not when, spectacular. When, he's not dating, when he's not taking porn stars they are dinner. They are running the ball so effectively that he does not need to throw the ball. Uh, their defense is it's great. Yeah, well, the defense awesome, is spectacular, yeah. Awesome defense. I mean, it really so does he hasn't, show. He hasn't had to do much this year to keep them in games. It's been mostly that defense that's, uh, especially last week, Against uh, the Redskins, so that, that I mean was, that that was just a a, a, a slop fest, you know. Yeah, it, it was, was just raining. Bad. It's but those are the kind of games that that you need to win in those sorts of conditions. You need to win ugly if you're a good team, and that's exactly what they did. Um, but I, I think it's a good move um, for the Niners to bolster their their receiving core uh, because if you look at some of the receivers, they're not big name receivers, and so that's good for Jimmy GQ. You know, they have their three running backs there. They have their good defense in Sonya. They're pretty scary. Yes, they are. In your division. What do you think? Uh, uh, well, I'm spooked. I haven't even I'm played sp- them yet. <laughs> I'm sp- <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even worried about the I, Rams anymore. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's really worried about the Rams anymore. I, I was shocked that, that, you know, Cardinals won last week because yeah. I was thinking, oh, crap. Well, they look good. <laughs> no, I've yeah, got yeah, But they've also played. I mean, the last three games, they've had some easy opponents. But, but um, yeah, I'm a little worried. I mean, we haven't even played them yet. Yeah. And I, mean, I can't wait to watch that game. We're going to play them. It's in a couple weeks, right? Or, or, or uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah like the 13th or something. Yeah. We're going to play them. We're going to go on a bye, and then we're going to play you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not excited about that one. <laughs> Maybe. But, it, I mean, it definitely shores up I mean, with, with Dante Pettis, Emmanuel Sanders, Marquise Goodwin, you know, and Kittle out there. I mean, they... Well, Kittle's good. Okay, yeah. Kittle is... is he's, he's a solid tight end. I mean, Pettis is... I mean, Dante Pettis is a, is a serviceable... Wide receiver, I would say. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like big name, big name. Yeah, but yes, big name is uh, I, I, you know George Kittle, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, but he's the tight end. He's you know. Well, yeah, but, but you take away Kelsey from the from the Chiefs, and you know they 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 probably would struggle a little yeah, bit, maybe. Eh. But this really does. I mean, it really shores up the that San Francisco team. I mean, it really it's yep. all about as far as I'm in my opinion anyway. It's all about how well Jimmy G can play down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the Seahawks have the advantage at quarterback uh, within the division. I think the Rams and the Niners have the advantage in terms of the depth of their roster and their defenses. So that should be an interesting run mm-hmm. in the NFC West coming down Fun. the stretch here. Fun to watch, but it really does show how important Kyle Shanahan was to to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I mean, with 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 Dan Quinn down there running that defense. I mean, it has been an absolute crap show 
ever since Shanahan left that team. So, you know, if they lose this week to the Seahawks, expect Dan Quinn to be out the door by the end of the week. Oh. Next up, which is a shame. All right, next up. <laughs> really this shame, is but... not much of a trade, but it is in fact a trade. After uh, the 49ers made their move for Emmanuel Sanders, the New England Patriots acquired veteran wide receiver Mohamed Sanu from the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for a second round draft pick, which is a pretty high uh, pick for the Patriots to trade. These ro- these reports came via Mike Rice of ESPN Boston. Sanu gives the Patriots an inside target, especially on third down, that will help take the pressure off top target Julian or Julian Edelman. The six foot two, I don't know why I said Julian. Julian. The six foot two, 210 pound Sanu is in his eighth season, had 33 receptions for 313 yards and one touchdown for the Falcons front. He's about to make fun of me. Uh, (laughs) What are you going to say? I was going to say Julian Edelman from, from, I don't know. From Guatemala, Julian. <laughs> I don't know why Spanish. that. I don't know Spanish what I, I was thinking. Maybe I watch a soccer game today or something. Uh, with Edelman, fellow starter Josh Gordon, who was sent to the IR this week, and number three target Philip Dorsetto had another huge touchdown for the Pats against the Jets. All are on the injury report and in re- all have been on the injury report in recent weeks. Sanu provides veteran insurance at a position where the Patriots are still adjusting following the release of Antonio Brown. <laughs> In September. Anything negative you want to say about Tony Brown? I do not. Although uh, it looks like he's coming back next year. Uh, so the end, as I mentioned earlier, this is the end of the Josh Gordon era with the New England Patriots. They sent him to IR. Uh, he will not be returning to the Patriots. And as soon as he's off the IR, word on the street is they are going to release Josh Gordon. Sanu, great route runner, uh, amazing Blocker, run blocker for a wide receiver. Yes. He's Huge a big guy. Body. Very, very, very smart receiver. And has good hands. He has very good hands, too. He has great hands. Franny, what say you about the Patriots getting even good, better? Good move. Good move. I mean, you can't really say much about that. I mean, it, it seems like they were interested in Sanu before the draft. I heard some reports about that. Um, so they've been interested in this guy for, for a little while. This is not something that, you know, they just figured, hey, let's go ahead and get Sanu. I mean, they've been thinking about this for a little bit. Um, and so I, it's a good move. I mean, you know, f- when your quarterback is, uh, you know, Tom Brady, <laughs> he's going to make anybody out there look good. Yeah, I mean, and their offense has not played particularly well this year. Yeah. I mean, their defense has been just as, One of the best. as as good as that San Francisco defense, you know, mm-hmm. a few years ago that led them to a Super Bowl. I mean, it, they've been playing lights out. Uh, did you know? That please tell me if I'm wrong here, but I believe I am right. That the Patriots' defense has actually scored more points this year than they've allowed. Really? Yeah, I heard that. That was on ESPN. I didn't think it was could possibly be true in seven games over the course of seven games. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the New England Patriots' defense has actually scored more points than they've given up. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but that's a damn that is pretty scary man. defense right there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great pickup for the Patriots. I mean, it's a new. It just makes oh, it yeah. damn near impossible for anyone to sniff the first, you know, getting a getting a buy out of the. I AFC. mean, Sanu, Sanu's a good. I mean, a good uh, good receiver. I mean, he's he's always been in the shadow of Julio Jones. You know, one of the top receivers in the league. So I mean, you know, you're not going to get big numbers behind a guy like that. Yeah, and and he's been pretty successful even with him there. So you know, going to uh, to the Patriots, he'll he'll. He'll probably win a Super Bowl this An year. Embarrassment <laughs> of riches for the New England yeah. Patriots. All right, damn it, we're sick of this. I know somebody in the AFC figured this shit out. <laughs> well, I mean, we're trying. Mason Rudolph, you know, maybe if he gets a win this week, we can uh, rattle off 
eight wins in a row and somehow make the playoffs. All right, that's it for the NFL news. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some housekeeping. All right, housekeeping, everybody. Thank you so much, each and every one of you. We each and every one of you for listening to our show. We truly, truly appreciate it. Please remember, if you can, to share our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you also think would like the show. You can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Castbox. Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review if you would be so kind. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com, or you can call us directly at 818-350-2680. If you want to follow us on Instagram, at Thirstand, or on Twitter, at GoalThirst. Thank you all so much. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Week 7 Recap. Oh, Week 7 Recap, everybody. We'll be right back with that. All right, and we are going to be doing our Week 7 recap, and Sonya has all of the games written down here. Boo. <laughs> what a horrible week. <laughs> no, no, no copyright necessary for this one. <laughs> I don't think they'll care. All right, Sonya, we're getting... we'll get the attention. <laughs> Please stop. All right, all right. The first Let's... game on the ducket. Let, let's talk about the Raiders at Packers. 42 Packers, 24 Raiders. Boo. Yeah, does does Carr know the rules? <laughs> the rules of the, of the game. game. <laughs> I mean, it's the second time he's done this where he's fumbled uh, into the back of the end God. zone for a touchback. And they were pretty close. It was a close game at that point. Yeah. But, every, I mean, always once that happened, it was just a complete blowout. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, the best QB in the league, Ben. Yeah. No. No. He had six total touchdowns. He ran one in and threw for five. Uh, Single game statistics are meaningless. One. The Raiders. Count them. One Super Bowl uh, title for Mr. Rogers as the GOAT. Uh, But yeah, I I agree with Frane. I think we could all agree that Brady is. is Yeah. yeah. Brady's a GOAT. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he did this once before, either last year or or two years ago. I mean, (laughs) did you know that the Patriots, in fact, have a rule on the team that you cannot. Dive into the end zone at the pylon with one hand. You can't. You'll get from cut. like ten yards away. You will get cut <laughs> from the team if you do it. You'll never see a Patriots player do this. The guy is a fucking meathead. I mean, he. <laughs> wow. It, it, I mean, why? Why? What why? Did they, what did he do to you? But Seriously. because it's just the. Yeah. I mean, it, this reminds me of I mean, brothers. He huh? didn't learn from the first time. This reminds me of that Cal Bowl game, like four, or five years, six years ago, whenever it was, when the guy was just running around in the backfield, didn't realize the time on the clock was running, and the guy, and they lost. They lost lost the game because he just couldn't chuck the ball out of the end zone to get another play. Uh-huh. How do you do something that stupid? And get paid that kind of money. <sighs> he and, did, and get paid that kind <laughs> he of did money. it, and he did it again, and they lost pretty badly. Yeah, I mean, and it they, was expected, though. They I think got we all, crushed anyway, but we golly. all chose the Packers, but the Raiders looked... Uh, uh, no. Oh, Ben didn't. Ben actually chose the Raiders. I chose the Raiders. Right. Maybe that's why I'm so angry. Yeah, maybe. That. Maybe. But, I mean, they played pretty well early on yeah, in that well, game. Yeah, in that, in that game they played early on. In the, the two weeks preceding the game, they also played pretty well. And Ben thought they were a really good team, yep. obviously. I still think, <laughs> I still think if, if, if Derek Carr 
could not be. I mean, if he could go into a time machine and somehow be smarter, they could probably be <laughs> a successful franchise. But he's just such is that a what time fucking meathead. So maybe, maybe. I mean, Jacobs has been bowling for them. Maybe Antonio Brown, you know, he knew something. Oh, I mean, they would be a really good team if Antonio Brown had kept his shit together over there. I oh, mean, they, you said they, something nice about Antonio Brown. Wow. For a change. I mean, he Do is, we is, need to take a shot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for a shot. <laughs> I mean, oh, actually, we didn't even bring out the the the, the because we were confident that you'd be a good boy. Should I run and grab it? Because yeah, I'm yeah. going to say some negative things. All right, yeah, we're gonna, about we're, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll go get it. Oh, Simon's going to go, right, go, we'll so right. go grab our. Uh, so we have a, an agreement for the new listeners to the show. Uh, Franny, what are you going to tell our? You folks? can explain it. So. I explained uh, the last no, no, Shlevo. Let's do the the Jim Beam Jim fire. fire. Jim Beam Fire, which is actually a pretty good yeah. shot. But yeah, we were, we were uh, too many episodes where there was slurred speech at the end of the episode when we were drinking the Schlievowitza. Uh, but we, if I pronounce that correctly, if I say anything negative about Antonio Brown uh, or Le'Veon Bell, I have to do a shout out that we expanded that, uh, you know, to Pe- yeah, the teams in your division. Teams in our division because, you know, Bell is on the Jets and, and you didn't say, Brown you didn't is say not too many in the league. negative things about Le'Veon Bell. He, he, he took care of business a little differently than no, he's being punished. Antonio he's Brown. He's being punished yeah. in his own right. Yeah, exactly. By playing for that team. Exactly. If Frane says anything negative, well, negative and untruthful against anyone in his division, including the Eagles, including now the Eagles in his own division, <laughs> he has to do a shot. And if Sonia, who never says anything negative about. Uh, folks in his in her division, if she says anything negative about the teams in the NFC West, she has to do it. She shot. said she was spooked by the Niners. I guess that doesn't warrant a no. shot. Uh, close. She's afraid of them. She's hey, man. I would be afraid of them too. But I mean, but the Raiders. I mean, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> they can been, hear us inside. You hear that, folks? She's, she's laughing she's from laughing. twenty feet away. <laughs> uh, but Josh Jacobs has been bowling out for that team. I mean, he, he didn't have any TDs in this game uh, because the 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 Packers defense played. Pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, but Derek Carr. I mean, he's just he can't get out of his own way. If they had a good quarterback on that team, I think they would be, you know, in the hunt for at least a playoff spot and potentially with Patrick Mahomes down, potentially to win that division. But as Franny mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, twenty-five of thirty-one, only thirty-one attempts got him to four hundred and twenty-nine yards and five. Count them five touchdowns and uh, one rushing touchdown. yeah one rushing touchdown uh and and they actually only had one uh one uh, no actually no rushing touchdowns with the ex- with the exception of aaron Rodgers, not a single rushing touchdown count all em. the touchdowns came through the air count them scantling graham kumaro all had tds in that game pretty amazing display by aaron Rodgers against what should be a pretty good raiders team but turned out not to be a very good Raiders team. Oh, yeah. All right, Sonia's uh, so, back. I want to hear so her uh, back. her thoughts on the Raiders Green Bay game. Expected. Expected. We and Son expected. Yeah. I mean, come on, we picked yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, come on. Playing in Green Bay. Seriously. All right, <laughs> Sonia. What game is next up? Oh, do we have to? I'm kidding. Uh, Rams at Falcons. Rams at Falcons. Well, that was a disaster. Yeah, it was. 37-10. Ugh. We predicted that the Rams would win uh, that game. unless You and I did. Yeah. <laughs> I took the Falcons in that game? You took the Falcons because oh, they man. were ballers the week before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were turning a corner, but Dan Quinn is as bad as uh, we all thought. He potentially 
could be, and their offensive coordinator, whose name escapes me at the moment, is just a crap show. They've got way too much talent on that Falcons team to be playing as poorly as they are. Uh, Goff didn't have a particularly great game either at 22 for 37, 260 yard, 268 yards, and count them, two <laughs> TDs. But, Franny, what say you about the uh, the Rams versus the Falcons? I mean, it, I, I didn't think it would be that big of a blowout, especially playing in Atlanta. Um, the Rams are obviously a better team. Um, you know, it, it sucks that Matt Ryan did get injured yeah. in that game. Actually, Matt Ryan, he put up some pretty big numbers in that game, and he has put up some pretty good numbers the entire yeah, season. great numbers he all year. He usually does. Yeah, but that, that team is just really struggling, and I'm shocked that Dan Quinn still has a job. Yeah, I mean, DeFonte Freeman has not been helping them no. at all. Uh, but they still have Jones, Hooper. They had Sanu in that game, mm-hmm. and Calvin Ridley. They've got good weapons. Yeah, they do. Around and the but offensive the line has, has been, been the yeah. defense has. We'll I mean, it looks like the Eagles out there when they're out there. <laughs> I mean, it's like they swap jerseys. You know, it's a bird still, oh but different God. colors. But Todd Gurley has been an absolute crap show. Uh, Actually, so far he played this year. okay. He played okay in this uh, game. Eighteen carries for forty-one yards. Also, I think two point three yards a carry. Yeah, but how many receiving touchdowns did he have? He had <laughs> how many? Uh, t- 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 did he have any? Rec- uh, did he have? It was just, one or two. Oh, he had one. 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 Okay. Well, he, he, a thirteen-yard like, TD reception. It was a nice catch. Sonia's looking at me like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I just think Gurley is going to be used uh, judiciously for the remainder yeah, of the season. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. But Darrell Henderson has been running really, really well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, averaging more yards per carry than Gurley this year, and I think he might have more touchdowns than Gurley this year. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, are we going to do a shot for uh, your? I don't know. Sunday, we're, 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 we're not even up yet. Oh, we're not even yeah. at the Eagles yet. You're yeah. all jumping. Hold, hold in. on. Right. Hold, hold on. Slow hold on. Roll. This is okay. Sonia's going is, through the games. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sonia's time. Yeah. All right. Ben, right, you've right. got like the last four, so <laughs> we're good. Uh, 49ers at Redskins, nine zip. Yeah. Fun game. Yeah. Oh, like we mentioned earlier, I mean, the, the field, uh, it, they weren't, it wasn't the ideal conditions for sure in yeah. that game. I mean, it was constant rain. It was puddles all over the field. Um, but the Niners, they pulled it out, and uh, they allowed zero points yeah. to the Redskins. I expected so. more. I, I expected a bit more, but, yeah. you know. I was shocked. With, 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 with the field being the way it was, you know, you, you expect a low-scoring game. I mean, there was not yeah, much of a, a passing sure. threat, even on the ground. I mean, you know, yeah. you saw those guys, like, like, slip and slide. Around. Yeah, uh, That was, was cool. They're all, it, yeah. <laughs> they're all floating through the water. So, I mean, it, it was it was a fun game to watch for the spectator. I agree. But, uh, yeah, an ugly game altogether. But, man, I, I wasn't shocked. We, we Did we all choose them? We all we chose okay, the okay, Niners, so we're okay here. <laughs> Case Keenum, 9 for 12 for 77 <laughs> yards in that oh. game. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson had to had to carry the ball in that slop twenty times for eighty one yards. Pretty impressive, but it was a fun. A lot of great pictures yeah. came out of that game. Well, you were there taking yeah. pictures. Ben. <laughs> ben was on the sideline. But FedEx Field, good weather, bad weather. They still can't get that field in any kind of good condition. Or people to come yeah, to the game. People to come to the game. <laughs> but when it rains, that field just becomes a soupy mess. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it, you know, congrats uh, to Adrian Peterson for playing as yeah. well as he did in that game. Yeah, agree. All right. Next up, son. Unless you uh, have anything to no, add. No, I, I got nothing to add. I mean, I knew they were going to win. Yeah. I mean, regardless. Texans at Colts. Colts Ooh, winning exciting the- game. That was a good game. That and that was shocking. I think, shocking. did we all choose the Texans in that one? You and I chose the Texans. Uh, ben chose ben the Colts. Chose the I Colts. chose the Colts because Brissett is balling. He is balling. Well, he, he balled in this yeah. game. He out-balled <laughs> Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so. Brissett, 26 of 39 for 326 yards. And count them. Four wow. touchdowns 
in that game. Zach Paschal added another two receiving touchdowns in that game. Great, great, great game by Jacoby Brissett. Franny, what do you think about the Texans on again, off again relationship with winning? Yeah, right. I mean, they, a they, tough they, one, huh? Exactly. I mean, they've been so inconsistent the entire season. I mean, they look like they're going to go to the Super Bowl, yep. and then the next week they maybe just, not the Super Bowl, but at least you know run away with the division. They look pretty good though at, at times. Yeah, but Frank Reich, the job that he's done with the Colts, oh my is God. very impressive. Yeah, yeah. If only the Eagles could have held on to him. And made him our coach. <laughs> They'd be well, much more successful now. Peterson, didn't I mean, Peterson you lose? just win a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. With Frank Reich as yeah. the offensive coordinator, <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, but to lose your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. I mean, and, and not just a starter, but one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You lose him. You sign Brissett to you know two years, what yeah. thirty million dollars? Ben, you called it. You said that was a great, great contract to sign at that point. But now, if they sign him, if he had this sort of success, like, we want to sign you, he would get more money. So the smart oh, yeah. move by them to sign him then. But, I mean, the job that Frank Reich has done to prepare that team to win. I agree. They're, uh, they look good. They're they're, they're, they're an impressive team. Yeah, I mean, Watson, again, struggled behind a poor, you know, some poor play by his offensive line. 23 of 34 for 308 yards. Count it. One touchdown. <laughs> but don't count it. Two interceptions in that game. Uh, really nothing to speak of at all on the ground. Uh, Carlos Hyde led all rushers with 35 yards and a 2.9 average. Hopkins, of course, is going to get his. Ended up with a touchdown in that game. but the, the He also hasn't been that impressive, though, either. No, but the Texans have got to figure out a way to be more consistent, especially with their offensive line play, to protect Hop- to protect um, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Because it looks, it looks when that offensive line does not protect him, it, it really looks like a different yeah. Well, team. Yeah, I mean, he, he's having the same issues that you know, Russell Wilson has had for years with the Seahawks you know he's running for his life at times and and it's yep. not fair to him um you know they really need to protect him going forward otherwise they're gonna be dealing with some serious injuries which well they, they sort of had but but that wasn't you know in a game it was just in practice unfortunately but it could happen again with that terrible line yeah Wolf Filler again is out yep for yep. several and, weeks and again and he is always injured yeah I mean I mean I thought he would I mean, he had a couple good games this year yeah. I thought okay Will Fuller he's a very good receiver I when thought he's healthy would make it through the season but he I think yeah. he didn't I mean, they have, they have, get sent to IR they have but pretty cootie close. or cutie or, or cowdy or whatever I, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce his, his, his last name but he's also a, a very good receiver for them so he's got some good weapons over there they just have to protect Deshaun Watson yeah I mean uh, O'Brien you know, just got outdueled by a much, much better coach. Oh, yeah, Frank Reich, come back. I mean, he's hard to hard <laughs> to hard to let hard to let your Super Bowl winning head coach go and promote your offensive coordinator. That would be a really gutsy, ballsy thing to do for sure. Yeah. All right, Sonia, what game is up next? Well, well, we all chose the loser here: Vikings at Lions, forty-two thirty. From my heart, I thought the Vikings. I thought the also, that's, that's why I also chose them. You know, yeah. we root for the underdog, yeah. but you know they haven't really been the underdog. They've played well yeah. in games. They've just been very unlucky this year. But yeah. the Vikings deserve some credit. And Kirk, <laughs> motherfucking cousins, uh, <laughs> twenty-four, thirty-four, three hundred thirty-eight yards, and count them: four touchdowns that's and don't right. count it: zero interceptions. Yep. Yep, ever since there was some turmoil there in Minnesota, he's turned it up and yeah. he is performing at He's, I think he has the best QB rating in the league. He does. Yes, fact. he does. Unfortunately, he <laughs> does. Uh, everybody's playing well. Dalvin Cook, you know, had another amazing. I mean, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison for them. They are yeah, lights Cook, yeah. out 
running the ball, even even when the offensive line does not play particularly well. Dalvin Cook is a is a straight up stud for that team. 142 yards, 5.7 yards a carry, and two touchdowns. Even Madison added seven carries for 18 yards, and he looks like he yeah. could be an exciting he's a, young back. Yeah, he's a strong runner. And Diggs again, seven receptions, 143 yards, no touchdowns though, so he'll be complaining this week. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not a huge Diggs fan just of his personality, but he's, he's he played really, really well. Stafford, I'll take him. 30 well, you did get a Diggs, son. I did. You, you yeah. actually did. Yeah. Uh, you, got a a quandray, you got a Quandre Diggs. Qu- Quandre Diggs. Hey, Upset the entire Lions locker room, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Tyler's yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good, if, if, if they're upset, that means he is a good presence within the locker room. So that's a good signing for the Seahawks. Yeah, they were really – I mean, I gave him a way for a – Fourth or fifth round pick, I think. I think a fifth round pick, actually. Yeah. Uh, but Stafford again, you know, but he had a good game. 30, also. 30 of 45, 364 yards. Count them. Four <laughs> touchdowns. Don't count it. One interception. Uh, but nobody Sucks. helped him other than Marvin Jones, who had a fucking amazing day. Yeah. Four touchdowns through the through the air on ten receptions and ninety three yards. Uh, but it looks like the Lions are you know, on life support over there in that division. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Definitely them and the Bears. <laughs> Sonny, what do you think about the Lions? I'm bummed. Or I the re- Kirk I- Cousins <laughs> run. Yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Well, Sonny, I'm, I'm not a Viking fan, so I Sonny, love, He's smiling over He's got a grin like all the <laughs> I way. Know. Like a, I think he's, he's, he's scratching his ears with the side of his mouth. I mean, he's just, his grin is so big. I get it. Kirk Cousins is playing well. It's unfortunate. I told you he's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I know. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just like it's watching. It's like it's like white toast with butter. It's That's just such a boring. So it's boring to watch. Everyone's yeah. entitled to like with a little bit of jelly. With a li- little bit, a little bit. But very little jelly. Little little bit. Bit. Don't jelly, overwhelm the butter with the jelly. No purple jelly. And my, okay, and my beard's gonna be just so. <laughs> <laughs> the Jags at Bengals. Jaguar, yeah. Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars 27 to 17. Yeah, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> they might as well merge these two teams together. The Jaguars. The Jaguars are they're still in in the hunt for that division. Yeah, I are. mean, they're they're they're, they're record. The they're, they're what? 3 and 4 right now. They're 3 and 4. Bengals are oh and oh, yeah, 7. The Bengals Boring. okay. That's a whole different story. They're just a terrible team. We expected them to be a terrible team. And, um, I mean, this is a boring game. I mean, there's not much to say about it. We expect the Jaguars to win. I'm sure Sonya, uh, if you look at it right there, I think we all chose the Jaguars. Nope. Ben, the bench. (laughs) I chose the bench. Oh, thank God. At least I didn't choose. (laughs) At least I didn't choose from my heart on that one. All right. Are we, are we ready to yeah, go? Okay. Not, yeah. What are you yeah, going right. to say about Next that? Next is, you know, I was I was shocked. Cardinals at Giants, 27-21. I wasn't shocked. Dag. I was really shocked. No, the Cardinals are pulling it together over there. They yeah. are. Well, I mean, they're... Uh, two, two, uh, or 3-3-1? Three, three and one? No one expected... I don't think anyone expected yeah. them to nope. be 5 yeah. They won three in a row. This is three in a row now that they've won. Yeah. And so they're right behind the Rams. Yep. You know? And again, another amazing performance by Kyler Murray in a win. He, 14 of 21 for yeah. 104 yards. This guy, I mean... <laughs> The way they talk about him, you think that the line was different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even in these wins, his lines have not been. The last two games, he has been. He's been pretty good. He's, he's, he's played pretty well the last couple of games. I mean, that that I was gonna say today. That game, he was not, you know, spectacular. But hey, whatever. You do what you need to do to win the game. That's exactly what they did. You know, Daniel Jones played like shit, and uh, they they pulled it out. I'm not. I'm not shocked. I'm not. But Chase Edmonds had a great game. It's a big part of this Kingsbury offense. You see it again here. 
Here's Edmonds on first down. Chase Edmonds inside the 10 to the end zone. Touchdown. Just as we said, that motion play before. Yeah, I mean, pretty amazing. Three, three touchdowns from Chase Edmonds in that game, even though David Johnson did get a helmet in that game. One carry for two yards for Johnson. But that was a pretty amazing performance by Chase Edmonds. Even in these three wins, mm-hmm. there's always some player on that team that's picking up that's picking up Kyler Murray, that's picking up uh, Cliff Kingsbury, that's taking that team over the edge to, to, to get the win. They are a really well put together team. I'm I'm shocked in terms of their uh, preparedness and their emotional uh, approach to the game. I'm really really shocked at how well prepared that team is. Oh, yeah, especially with the way they started. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the Giants. What do you think about the Giants in your division there, Franny? Daniel Jones, twenty two <laughs> of thirty five, and two hundred twenty three yards, one touchdown. Don't count it. One interception. Right behind the Eagles. <laughs> Jones is not Jones is not playing that two and no, five. Yeah. You guys are what three and four? Yeah, three and four. Uh, Jones is not playing that bad. This game, not playing that play- good, but he's not playing that bad. Yeah, but I mean this this game he was not good at all. He wasn't. Yeah, but you know I think though I think they they have something to be hopeful about in New York. I don't know about that, and definitely something <laughs> to be hopeful for in the desert. Mm-hmm. Ah, all right, Sonia. sipping on my. All right, Jim Beam. Dolphins at Bills. Do we even want to talk about that? Or <laughs> well, the Bill. I didn't think the Bills were capable of scoring thirty-one points. It was close. Yeah. It was actually close for a while, and then the Bills kind of blew it open. And and it is actually, I think they on the onside kick at the end of the game, or, or it, it, it was like a run back on an onside. Yeah, kick. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that was also pretty impressive. You don't see that every day. I don't know if I've ever seen that actually. Yeah, I think did they get two onside kicks in a row? Was that the game? No, no, but I'm saying he actually ran the, so yeah, the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah. yeah, they went for an onside kick. I, I can't remember who picked up the ball, but he 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 kind of did a twirl in the air and just ran it in for a touchdown. That was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good game for the for the Bills. Another heartbreaking loss for uh, <laughs> for the Aww. for the fish. Expect it was expected. <laughs> but Cole Beasley gets his first touchdown. You actually have wow. Well, they are an adopted team. I had to get a little bit of sound for our adopted team, the Buffalo Bills. That's there. true. That's true. Uh, but I mean, the Bills at five and one—that that is still to me pretty amazing that they oh, yeah. are, that they've been able to pull together the season that they've pulled. I know it was against the Dolphins, uh, and I know they have a tough game this week against the. <laughs> they Philadelphia do not have they're, they're, Eagles. They're, they're they're playing the Dolphins two point this week. But Josh Allen, Stop. I mean, but Josh <laughs> Josh Allen, I mean, a very solid game, sixteen to twenty six, two hundred two yards, and count them. Two touchdowns, but Beasley finally gets his first touchdown as a Bill. And, you know, Gore just continues to get it done. Average yep. five yards a carry on 11 carries. Uh, Josh Allen again ran the ball, uh, you know, fairly well. Average eight yards a carry on four carries. I, I, I'm really impressed with the Bills. I'm mm-hmm. impressed with the Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dolphins didn't play terrible with They're getting uh, better. Fitzpatrick. In They're the getting game. better. Or Fitzgerald, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Well, that I mean, last week they they lost by a point, right? The Dolphins. I mean, it's sad. I want to see them win at least one game. Oh, they're they're looking at that the the draft next year. Like we don't want to win a game. We want to keep <laughs> it close. <laughs> we want to get better. We any game. We're seven but in. Just keep it as is. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of bad teams out there. We want to make sure that we get the top pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is Chargers at Titans. Titans. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yikes. That was, yeah. Oh, my God. The Chargerist of all the Charger losses. 
<laughs> Friday, what do you think about I mean, just I Anthony Lynn and and Philip Rivers, who hasn't run a quarterback sneak I, I in think, twenty years? I think one of those touchdowns was a touchdown. I really think they were. I mean, they were Eckler's so close. was a touchdown, but they were that none close. of Melvin Gordon's were touchdowns. Yeah, I know, but it, I, I think it should have been a touchdown. I, you know, I don't know how the how because the he fumbled the ball on the one that you thought was a yeah, touchdown. but the uh. officials on the field called a touchdown. And then they reversed it, but, yeah, but I don't, the I don't Chargers, think man. I don't think there was enough to reverse that call yeah. on the field. I, you know, how can you tell where the ball exactly is? I mean, it, it, you know, it was, it was kind of wrapped in his body. There was defenders around him, so I don't know how they overturned that. It should have been a win for the Chargers, but it is pretty hilarious, though, Ben. I mean, it was, I mean, it just doesn't. You know, I mean, listen, listen. I mean, this is this is the Chargers right here. Oh my God! Chargers down by three. Rivers on again. Gordon. Did he get in? And this official says no. On the clock is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watching this in real time was like, what is Melvin happening? Yeah. He is short again. The headline oh. that comes in, Phil McKinley has ruled him down and stopped. You can obviously see from the angle we're looking at now, this ball is definitely out. It's out. During the play. The runner lost the ball. Fires the ball. <laughs> <laughs> ben loves this. Gosh. Ben loves this. You know, someone somewhere is doing the I same mean, thing. It's just team, right? the charge. This is exactly what this team deserves. This is exactly what this team deserves. Don't, why, they don't I don't see why they deserve Second it. lowest in payroll in the league year uh, after year. They got a quarterback. That, the, the, the defense didn't even contemplate a quarterback sneak because Philip Rivers is, hasn't run a quarterback sneak in 15 freaking years. Yeah, but, I mean, you have Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball on the one that you think is a touchdown. Yeah. So, no, no, so Anthony Lynn throws him back out there instead of Eckler, who's been playing lights out yeah. all year long, and then Gordon coughs the ball up at the goal line, <laughs> and they lose. I mean, this is exactly what that team deserves so the way that they're And then after the game, Melvin Gordon said, I'm never going to miss training camp again. Yeah. I mean, who, you know, you can come to training camp. You're just not very good. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many training camps you come to. You just, you sh- I I appreciate that he understands the dumbass move that he made at the beginning of the year, but this is the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Sonia and Franny, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I'm sorry I'm so happy about this. I know. Uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty sad. Well, but no, I mean, it, I mean it, it was an interesting end to that, to that football game. I mean, I, I still don't know how that, that call was overturned, though. The Eckler touchdown looked like a touchdown. I mean, it, it could have gone either way, especially if you call a touchdown on the field. I just don't think Excuse there's me. enough there to overturn it. Yeah, but, no, the Eckler touchdown. I mean, it was a touchdown with Eckler. Yeah, it looked like it. But then you throw Melvin Gordon out there two times in a row. Yeah. Clearly had yeah. no chance. He's of getting not getting it. a new contract, that's for sure. Not oh a big one, goodness. at least. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to rub salt in the wound to our San Diego Chargers oh, I th- fans I think, out I there. Think, I think they, they expected it to. I mean, this is like a, a, a typical Chargers ending. It's not the first time <laughs> uh, that this has happened to them. But this is what you get when you have a combination of, of extraordinarily low payroll and an incompetent front office, mm-hmm. you get the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, the Colts have a low payroll, but a very, very competent coach front office and coaching staff. So they're able to win games. I mean, if the Colts, you know, put in another $50 million in payroll, they would probably be a Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender. Mm-hmm. But golly. But golly. What happened? Golly. But what, happened? <laughs> what happened to the Chargers of last season? I mean, they were... Yeah, they got they lucky were last year with those 12 wins. I mean, that just was... <laughs> it was just happening. Then I lucky stand by the fact that it... I think it's based on who you play. I do. I think it's based on who you play every year. You mean the schedule? The schedule. Uh, I mean, I mean, Tennessee is not, you know. Yeah, they, I mean, Tennessee was in free fall. Yeah, I mean, they well, they they, 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 they dumped their quarterback. Uh, Vrabel. Although Tannehill, he, he's, he, you know, I, I think they did a good job. You know, with I think starting it was smart. Yeah. Yeah, it was a smart move. 
by them. Dolphin fans will tell you. I mean, he'll take you to the verge of the playoffs and then pull it back. Oh, well, I mean, that was but bad. at least <laughs> was at least bad. he gets them to the verge that of the playoffs. That was a bad team, though. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. I mean, he was never on a good Dolphins team. They made it to you know the playoffs once, but you know the, they they never he he never had the talent there. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make uh, make light of <laughs> make light of uh, the Chargers' loss. Why not? <laughs> I just it was just watching it in real time. I was like, is this happening? Like, is this is this how could this happen to a team? This is it's almost surreal. All right, Sonia, what's the next game up? Speaking of surreal, Ravens at Seahawks. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Not even I'm gonna, not going to say anything about that. I, I got nothing. I mean, I, uh, the score, 30 to 16. We sucked last week. We sucked bad. But, you know, we, we lost to a, a good team, I guess. I can't believe I let him beat us. <laughs> uh, well, who's him? No one. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys didn't play. We did not play. We sucked last week. It was a horrible, horrible game. Um, we deserved that loss. I mean, Russ, they were playing well, throwing the ball. I, I mean, I think I was texting I, with Frying during the game. He I threw think, too I much. Ne- right? I never thought they, I never thought I'd say the Seahawks were throwing the ball down the field. Too they much. were. They, 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 they were. Yeah, it was Way, stupid throws. The offense, you know, the play calling, it, 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 it didn't make any sense. None. I mean, you know, they've been a running football team last year. They ran the ball effectively this year. They've run the ball effectively. And then to go into this game and just, you know, toss it around, it's like they were forcing it down the field. Yeah, I mean, they were forcing uh, it down the field, and then it got away from them. I mean, I think Russell Wilson was uh, something like 20 for 41. It was horrible. For 241 yards. Count it. One touchdown. Don't count it. One interception. But Carson only carried the ball for 65 yards in that game. But there was one really interesting play that was the backbreaker. Oh, that's where Lamar Jackson goes for it on fourth down. I realize that audio was fucked up. That, that was pretty bad audio right there. <laughs> yeah. Apologies for the audio there. I have better audio on that on that play. We'll get it to you later. Uh, but that was the fourth. That was the fourth, like uh, fourth and two or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or fourth and four. That was a fuck the goal you to line. us for sure because they saw what they could get away with. So yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he, he played a hell of a game. I mean, he yeah, got he himself did. out of trouble. Ran the ball down the field, ran it effectively. Yep. I mean, he he did an excellent job. I mean, he, he won did. the game there. He he was for a sure. one man team. Well, they're for... calling him MVP <laughs> uh, right now. I think he is. I mean, to come to the. I well, mean, throw he, him on Madden. I'm good. He <laughs> ran. The, he ran the 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 kick team out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, saw you know Lamar Jackson was you know not particularly enamored with that. Called the timeout. Lamar Jackson comes to the sideline. They have the audio of. Do you want to go for it? He's like, hell yeah, I want to go for it. He goes back in there. Not only does he pick up the first down, but a touchdown, I think, on that yep. play. Yeah. That was it, it essentially breaks the backs. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he didn't throw it that often, but uh, when he took off, I mean, yep. he really made a difference in that game. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a, he's a spectacular player. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really coming around to, to appreciate Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Saints at Bears. <laughs> 36-25 Saints. Uh, <laughs> Friday, what say you? Uh, well, it was expected. Yeah, I mean, we all expected uh, the same. I mean, they're, they're just a better team right now. And next week, <laughs> they're going to have Breeze coming back. Um, but yeah, I mean, their their defense is what the Bears wish they were. Really, <laughs> I mean, you uh. know, the, the Saints' defense has been impressive the entire year. Bridgewater did what he needed to do in the absence of Breeze, and uh, it's a good game. I mean, it was a good game by the Saints. Yeah, I mean, the defense is, it just continues to play amazing. Yeah. Bridgewater, again, with a really, really good game, 23 of 38. I mean, not the, the percentage is not great, but 281 yards. And count them, two touchdowns. Latavius Murray turning up the heat in New Orleans with two touchdowns on 119 yards on the ground. I mean, it's, it's they're, the Saints look really, really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do. I mean, you're not accustomed to having a, a Saints team with this kind of defense for this prolonged period of time. And, this, and it was in Chicago, too, and mm-hmm. Trubisky was booed. Right, he should have been. Rightfully he was so. twice, I think. <laughs> rightfully so. I mean, the guy has been terrible the entire oh season. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely he hasn't improved since last year. That's for sure. I mean, he looks worse. Looks like he's actually regressing now. And uh, I, I think he's starting to feel the heat. You know, I, I, you know, if you say Carson Wentz looks uncomfortable, uh, you know, when he when he's in the pocket. I mean, Trubisky just looks uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, I mean, he was thirty-four of fifty-four uh, pass attempts in that game, two hundred fifty-one yards. Count them. Two touchdowns, but I mean, how long before that team, you know, really starts to 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 break and fracture internally, like the Eagles I, I allegedly think, I, are I, now? I think they're Nagy's already holding it together, but it, it, it's with Trubisky out there. Yeah, I mean, it's getting ugly. Yeah, I mean, because he clearly doesn't have a handle on what's going on mm-hmm. on the field, and either it's the play calling, the, the but even preparedness, the defense. Even but the he defense. doesn't look. Yeah, the, and the defense is not. Yeah. I mean, last year. Well, we expected coming yeah, into the year. Last year they were one of the top defenses, but this year, especially the last couple of games, you know, they've, they've allowed a lot of points. But oh, you know, for the sure. offense obviously isn't helping. Yeah, not a single sack in that game. Mm. Again, mm-hmm. for, the, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. All right. I mean, but the Saints, they looked way stronger than I would like. Yeah. <laughs> not a big Saints fan. <laughs> and Drew Brees coming back here. next week. No, I mean, I just, it's too, I mean, because I've, I've rooted for the Eagles and I root for the Seahawks. And yeah. Uh, it's you know. hard to root for my guys. Okay. They look really good. Yeah. Oh, here we go. What game is next? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we made sure that Friday has uh, a shot in front of him. It is the Eagles at Cowboys 37-10. Man. I- <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let you ben, take it away on this one. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, if you're playing your division rival in their house the week before... You lost. They were going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't somebody say that? that I, I think we all actually chose the Eagles. We all chose the Eagles to win. Yes. But you know, I'm not choosing the Eagles anymore <laughs> because, because it's it, you know it, it, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. The, the the play on the field has been despicable. I mean that what they I mean there was no effort whatsoever. They didn't even show up to Dallas. If you can't get up and play against one of division rivals for first place. In the division, I, I I really don't know what to say. I mean, they're they're they just played like little bitches out there. I mean, it was an as ugly a game as I've seen. Yeah. I mean, the they Eagles did not even try. Time. Yeah, I mean, Carson went sixteen of twenty six for one hundred ninety one yards. Count it one touchdown. Don't count it one interception. No touchdowns. No, uh, you know, I mean, Jordan Howard didn't run terribly. Well, he hasn't run terribly the entire season. Uh, He's just not getting that many carries. But also, you're falling behind every single game. But again, I mean, Ertz, 38 yards. Jeffrey, 38 yards. Aguilar, 24 yards. They just couldn't get anything going uh, through the air. The Cowboys had them shut down for some strange reason. Uh, And it wasn't just that your defense didn't play well or your secondary didn't play well. Your, your, Your front line... Run stoppers actually played pretty well mm-hmm. uh, in that game, but you could not get out of your own way on offense, which I did not expect in that game. I mean, the first four minutes, you're down four, four or six minutes or so, you're down 14 nothing. You know, you, you, you fumbled the ball. I mean, even Goddard, he caught the ball. He actually caught the ball, but then he fumbled it, and it wasn't even a hard hit. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he yeah. just coughs it up. You know, Dallas comes back. They score right away. Next play or next drive, you know, Wentz fumbles it. Another touchdown right there. All of a sudden, you're down 14 nothing to begin the game. You know, they, they 
drive down the field thanks to a couple of penalties to make it 14-7. You're thinking, okay, maybe they have something here. But the next, very next drive, the Cowboys come in 21-7, and my TV is off because I'm not going to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to watch those guys out there. They don't deserve it. The fans don't deserve it. The, the organization doesn't deserve it. Those guys don't deserve to wear the green on that jersey. They don't deserve to wear the 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 Eagle wings. On the, the wings on the front of their helmet or on the side. Kind of kind of wraps around. It's a really cool helmet. But <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but deserve, you don't deserve to wear it. <laughs> they don't deserve to wear it. And if they're not going to give the effort, then give it to somebody else that will play with some effort, some heart, some passion. Because the fans have it, but the players don't. And they should listen to what the fans have to say. And they're saying that all those guys in the locker room, they're all bitches right now. And they're probably in the locker room, in the shower, comparing vaginas. Because those guys, <laughs> those guys all right, are get the shots on the table. terrible. Get the shots on the table. He's got one right there. Oh, my God. I'm going to do one with you because I feel bad for the, for the Eagles. No, I mean, I mean... The week before, I mean, how bad? How bad can you get? You lose thirty-eight to twenty. And your coach the week before to the Vikings, and then you turn around and you have that kind of performance. You would think that would light a fire under your ass, but for some reason, and you would think that your, I mean, after your coach put himself out there, yeah, you know, you would think that the players would rally because the, the Peterson looked like a fool after he said. I mean, I know that they took it too literally what he yeah. said. He was essentially trying to support his own team. But, the, you know, the media ran with it. And you saw that Peterson sort of came off. Here we go. Here's the okay. shot. Cheers. Ah, Jack Fire. Something the <laughs> Eagles players did not have during the game. <coughs> I think I'm trying. <coughs> oh. A little bit. You really oh, tipped that one back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but after he put himself out there, the players couldn't lift, up, <clears throat> lift themselves up to try to bail their coach out. Not even. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. It, I mean, we watched it to. The, I watched it to the end, <clears throat> uh, but it wasn't competitive. You know, after the first couple of minutes, it just was not a competitive game. No, not even close. The secondary looked terrible. Wentz looked <clears throat> terrible. Uh, they gave up a defensive touchdown in that game to Xavier Woods <coughs> for Dallas and Dak Prescott. I mean, again, he had a pretty good game: twenty-one and twenty-seven, <clears throat> uh, efficient, two hundred thirty yard, two hundred thirty-nine yards. He did have a meaningless interception in a game uh, that the Eagles couldn't do anything with. I I don't know what is happening to to that Eagles team. I know we talked about it earlier that yeah. maybe they're just not that good, but they didn't look like they were organized or in the right place. Yeah, I mean just 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 no effort, lack of effort, and this has to do with the coaching staff. I mean Peterson, Schwartz, you know the vanilla defense that he ran out there that whole game, and 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 uh, Grow also you know the 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 offensive uh, coordinator. Um, you know, ever since Frank Reich left, the Eagles have not looked the same. I'm thinking he was the brains of the operation because you see what he's doing with the Colts right now. The Eagles have not looked anywhere near that Super Bowl caliber team that we saw them. And they were a shorthanded team. Yeah, but I mean, know, Reich wasn't there last year, right? I mean, they, no, no, no. Yeah, but, but after the Super Bowl, since then, even last year, I mean, they, they, they sneaked into the playoffs at the end. They won those three in a row to kind of sneak in. And, you know, they got the, the double doink in Chicago to move on to the next round. But, um, I mean, the effort just has not been there. I mean, there is something wrong. You know, Orlando Skandrick, like I said, he was right in saying something. And, and I think there is really something wrong uh, in the Eagles land right now. Yeah, I mean, be careful you let go. I mean, we talked earlier. I mean, I, I, I honestly believe, again, Kyle Shanahan leaving 
the the Atlanta Falcons is is one of the one of the the, the precipitating yeah. events that lead that led them to be in this kind of a mess that they're in because mm-hmm. he clearly knows what the hell he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, and Frank Reich clearly knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, yeah. uh, Jim Schwartz, I I believe has an idea, uh, and he's a he's a competent defensive coordinator. I think he lacks some talent. At least in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are, there are guys that are injured, but still though. But Peterson's play calling has been yeah head scratch questionable. Like, you're like, what the hell was that? I mean, there so, was third and four in that game, and they go for a run. You know, they have to punt it back, and, and I think you know the Dallas Cowboys came back and 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 scored again. But after the uh, the Chicago and Saints game, Matt Nagy, you know, he 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 said um, on the podium afterward. He said, uh, you know, I, I don't want my players to pay attention to what the media is saying. You know, you know, we have the guys in the locker room. We should only listen to ourselves. We have all the guys we need over here. I think they should actually listen to what the media is saying and what people outside right, 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 are right. saying. So they can hear how disappointed everybody is in their play, Chicago, and the Eagles as well. They should listen to what the media has to say. Yeah, Maybe that will yeah. light a fire under their ass. Especially on defense. Because they've got the talent on offense, for sure. I mean, they just need to be serviceable on defense, and right now they are not. Yeah, well... They All right, suck. Sonia. Sorry about the the Eagles. What's next? Oh, sorry. I was sleeping. The <laughs> Sonia's like, "All right, we're going to talk about the Eagles until two o'clock in the morning." <laughs> uh, we could. We could. Well, the next one is the Patriots at Jets. Yeah, thirty-three zip. Uh, yeah. Patriots beat the Jets. Yeah, Darnold that's is right. terrible. He gets he gets too much grief <laughs> for making one comment on the sideline. Uh, and thank on God to, on to the next game after that. Thank I guess. God, the Jets. Fran and I knew who were going to win. <laughs> I picked the Jets. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I still have faith in the Jets. I think they're not as bad as they were against the Patriots, but they're, they're not as good as they were against Dallas. All right. So they're somewhere in between those two games. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we usually pick the Thursday night game, which is Redskins at Vikings. Did I get that one wrong? Too? We all chose Vikings to win nineteen yeah, okay. and nine. Yeah, I mean, a, I mean, that was a pretty pedestrian game for <laughs> for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins twenty three of twenty six, two hundred eighty five yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. No interceptions. Dalvin Cook again carries the team. Uh, twenty-three carries, ninety-eight yards, and one huge touchdown in that game. Pretty boring game, but again, yeah. But Madison at the end of that game, I mean, he came he in. He played really thirteen rushes, 30, sixty-one yards, no, almost five yards a carry. There was a couple of carries there. He looked good where they were called back because of penalty, but yeah. he would have had extra yardage right there. I mean, that guy. He looks good. Yeah, he, he is really good. I mean, the Vikings <laughs> with a bona fide running game that isn't Adrian Peterson. I mean, a two headed oh, monster yeah. oh, with yeah. cousins and that defense playing pretty well. Yep. That could be scary for Dear. your your other BFF, uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, in that division. But Trubisky and Stafford have no chance yeah, in no. that division nope. anymore. All right, Sonia, what's next? Is that the end of the slate? That, that was it. That was All right. It. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, man, we have some shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. All right, folks, hold <laughs> tight. We'll get to you uh, the shout-outs and our week eight picks. Hold tight, everybody. All right, Ben, you have some shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there? Yes, yes, yes. All of our fellow independent NFL podcasters were out there. We love the game. We love the NFL. We love football. And we talk about it for free. 
Uh, we oh. just want people uh, who love the game as much as we do, and we want you all to listen to our fellow podcasters out there, the ones that we really appreciate and we really like as well. So I want to give a shout-out, or we want to give a shout-out to the Franchise Tag Podcast, or Franchise Tag Sports Podcast from across the pond. Uh, this is a great, great, great show covering all things NFL. Eric, Salas, and friends put out a crisp, well-organized, well-produced show every single week. In fact, multiple episodes every single week. Please, please, please check them out. You can find a link to their Apple Podcasts uh, on our uh, in our show notes. You can also follow them on Twitter at Franchise Tag Pod. Great, great show. Uh, shout out to one of my personal favorites. A shout out to the Touchdowners podcast hosted by Philip Dean and Tyler Sweezy. Haven't seen an episode in a while, guys, but I know <laughs> you're coming back. Uh, this show takes a philosophical look at the current NFL events with a sports casual humorous tone. They offer a perspective that differs from the typical talking heads by digging into the why of current sports takes. Topics are explored and their larger social context outside of the sports that contain them. Episodes are broken into four segments or downs. You can find them on Podbean. Look for the link in the show notes. On Apple Podcasts, also a link down there, or on Twitter, at The Touchdowners. This is a great, great show. It's very much different than much of what you hear out there, either in the mainstream or on uh, independent podcasts. This is a really, really great show. One of the guys lives out here in Los Angeles. The other gentleman, I believe, lives in Kansas City. Uh, really, really great show. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our week eight picks. Ooh, our week eight picks. Yeah. You yeah. ready? Sonia has them ready to go. All right. Yes. We're ready, Sonia. I am ready? up first. Seattle at Falcons. Uh, I, I see Seattle winning that game. Oh, my God. Okay. Pretty handily. All right. No Matty Ice. That's on you. Uh, I, too, will uh, take the Seahawks in that game. I think they'll also cover the spread. Oh, wow. All righty. Uh, next game. What about you, Sonia? Who do you choose? Uh, well, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I chose them. Uh, You're kind of down on your team. So. Uh, a little bit, yeah. 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 Um, Chargers at Bears. I've got the Bears. Oh, man. That's, those, those are two teams heading the wrong direction. But... <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna choose the Chargers in Ooh. this one. What about you? Really? Ben? I am. <laughs> After what we just talked about, I know, I'm, uh, take, I know. I'm gonna take the Bears in that it game. Can't happen. Uh, even even with Mitchell Trubisky behind center at home, the Bears will right the ship this week against the hapless Chargers. The Chargers have a lot to overcome after that terrible, terrible loss last week. Uh, I, I'm gonna take the Bears. The Bears are gonna pull it together at home. All right. Uh, Giants at Lions. I've got the Lions. I'm going to give them another shot. Yeah, I think the Lions are a better team. I think they will win that game. That's oh, another uh, hard one to pick. Yeah, I haven't been impressed with the with the Giants. Yeah, didn't think it would be a hard game to pick, uh, but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Giants in this game. Ooh, All right. I think the the Jones. Lions. I think the Lions' free fall is in full effect. <laughs> All right. Well, Jets at Jaguar. Jaguars. Why can't I say that name? Jets at the Jagoffs. <laughs> Jaguar. 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 Uh, Lisa. I got the Jags. Lisa. Uh, also, Jaguar for six thirty-eight a month. <laughs> oh for the low, step, low price. Step into luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Jags. I also have the Jaguars. Jets. 
I'm taking the Jets. The Jets bang, are going to ring the ship I mean, again this week. That's what you've said for the last eight weeks. I can't help myself. <laughs> Actually, I think the I Jets, think I think the Jets have there, a but chance. There's Ooh. a reason that Minshew was or Minshew was a uh, undrafted free agent. I'm going to go with the Jets. All, all right. right. All right. All right. Uh, next, Bengals at Rams. Rams. I got the Rams. Not oh, much the Rams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not much to say about that one. Ugly. Right. Yeah. Ugly. Same. I, I think it's be the same scoreline as it was against Atlanta Falcons. Bucks at the Titans. <laughs> Sonia's in full effect today. Yeah. Uh, Friday, what do you think? Who is the Titans and who? <laughs> Buccaneers at Titans. <laughs> the fighting Tannehills against the soon-to-be unemployed Jameis Winston. Ah, you know, oh, man, that's a tough one to call. You know, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I like what Tannehill has done in his starts or his start, starts, 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 start, start. Um, yeah, he, he did take full advantage. I, I, I think uh, you know what, the Titans. All I agree. Right. I agree. Jameis Winston is straight up trash. Mm. He's terrible. All righty. <laughs> I got the Bucks. Eagles at Bills. Bills. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Bills. Wait, do we need to get another shot on the no, table? No, 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 that, no. That, remember, that's our adopted team. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got the Eagles. What about you, Ben? It's a hard one. Oh. My, 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 <laughs> my college town, my college <laughs> team, my, my adolescence against my one of my best yeah, friends. But hey, 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 Ben, I mean... Truthfully, who do you think is going to win this game? The 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 Eagles. I think the they, Eagles are going to win the game. They've proven to be incompetent, especially I, the last couple of weeks. The only reason I think the Eagles are going to win the game is because I think the Bills are going to struggle to score points and are going to struggle to run the game, run the ball against the Eagles line. They have a good defense, though. That would be. I mean, that's why I think the that the Eagles have a chance is because it's going to be tough for Josh Allen to throw the ball down the field because it's tough for Josh Allen to throw the ball down the field. The one weakness that the Eagles have plays into the weakness of the Bills, so I think the Eagles are going to win. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Broncos at Colts. I've got the Colts. I also have the Colts winning that game. Colts, yeah. This is a – I mean, unless Flacco does something amazing or Drew Locke is off the – you know, he's off the IR, which I think it's another two weeks away. All right. Cards at Saints. Ooh. I got the Saints. Hey, what do you think about that one? That's a, that's a tougher game to call, no, actually. No, it's not. The Saints are going to win that game. Drew Brees is coming back. Tomorrow, right? Isn't he coming back? Yeah, he he's is. Back. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Coming back from is it, injury? Is it ever a bad thing when Drew Brees starts a game? <laughs> no, and when, no. You hear, and, when you, and when you hear my quiz, you'll find out why. Oh, my God. I can't wait. To oh, my God. <laughs> the quiz is coming. Uh, no, but come on, Saints. I'm going to take the cards. Oh, man, you just like to be wrong, don't you, Ben? No, no. I think the cards are, I think this is going to be the Saints are going to have one or two of those weird, weird losses on their schedule, and uh, I think this is one of them. All right. Uh, Panthers at Niners. I've got the Niners. I also have the Niners. That's a that's another tough <laughs> game. You got to admit, this is a tough one to call. I mean, it, it is. Uh, you know, it's tough-ish, but uh, it's tough-ish. I, I, I think the Niners' defense. I mean, they have been so impressive the entire year. I think they're going to finally, um, you know, put a stop to this Kyle Allen nonsense. Gonna. I mean, he's played well, but. Uh, <laughs> Helen nonsense. Yeah, no, okay. Do you hear that? We, parents we talked of Kyle about. We, we, we talked about it earlier. I don't think Cam Newton's come back anytime soon. I think Kyle Allen is playing well enough to keep his job. But tomorrow, the Niners will win. I I I think the Niners are also going to yeah. win. Okay. It's a hard game to call, but I think the Niners are going to win only because they've upgraded a wide receiver. I don't think that's the only reason. All right, <laughs> Raiders. Texans. Ugh, that's another hard one to call. Yeah. I've got the Texans. Texans. I'm going to go with the Raiders in that game. 
I think. I mean, the, the Texans. He's just going opposite. I, I really, of what we no, I'm really. not going That's opposite. All. I I just think if I'm, we chose if we chose the Raiders, you choose the Tech. tech. I think the Raiders have learned their lesson after last week. Uh, I think that that yeah, Rodgers had a great game, but I think that there were some things that were learned by the Raiders in that game that are going to help them in this game specifically tightening it up on offense. Okay. Uh, Browns at Patriots. Patriots, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah. In this game. Okay. I'm not that contrary. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the one that I was looking forward to, but now, you know, Packers at Chiefs. I've got the Packs winning. Yeah, it would have been interesting if Mahomes was yeah. in the game, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Packers in this one. Yep. You don't think Matt Moore is going to win this one for him? He'll lose it for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. Although they're playing at Arrowhead, so it'll be close. Yeah. All they right. played well at Arrowhead last couple yeah. games. So. The Monday night game is. is <laughs> Who cares? Dolphins at Steelers. Steelers. Dolphins. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can take the Dolphins. No, I wouldn't I'd... be shocked if the Dolphins win this game. Uh, I would be very shocked if the Dolphins win this game. <laughs> Against Mason Rudolph. All right. I'm going to write the Steelers down for yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, take, just I'll be... take the Steelers. Yeah, come, I'll take on. The Steelers. come on, Ben. And then, like we always do, we pick the Thursday night game. 49ers at Cardinals. I've got the Niners. Division game. And uh, they're playing in Arizona. I think the Niners will also. <laughs> I, take the, I take the Cardinals against Niners, the uh, Saints, and then I take the Niners against the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. I think I think the Niners are going to win this game, but the Cardinals are going to win the game before. <laughs> okay, and that's it. All right, that is week. All eight. right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our home brew. Which we spent uh, about an hour or so bottling. We did, we did, we did. <laughs> oh, you have some, you have some lead-in music for that? Oh, oh, I thought you did. Cause no, you, no, no. Wait, do I have lead-in? What, what is our lead-in music for the whole? Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. My beer for <laughs> music. Here we go. Jeez. Yep. There, there it is. There it it's, is. It's pouring. That that sounds like it has a good head on it right there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what good. she said. That's good. Feel it. I can almost <laughs> taste that. We can almost taste our Hefeweizen. And it was fermenting uh, for a couple of weeks. And uh, today, me and Ben bottled 40, I can't remember, 40-some bottles of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some 12-ounce, some 18-ounce. And so, uh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks, it should have enough carbonation. And we actually tasted a little bit of the residuals left over yeah. in, in the bucket. We actually drank we're, out of the, the five-gallon bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we took I got it, a picture of that. Yeah, we yeah. took it over. To, we took it down the street here. We just <laughs> sat on the corner. We drank right out of the bucket. <laughs> what are you kids doing there with your five-gallon bucket of beer? That's awesome. No, but it tasted good. It was weedy. Uh, you know, I can't wait for it to be, you know, fully carbonated and ready to drink and, 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 you know, get that extra carbonation with that flavor. It, it was it was pretty good. It was I was I was impressed, just like I was impressed with our IPA before it was even carbonated. Um, but uh, so far, I'm happy with the results. I agree. I agree. I mean, it was a it was a, a fun experience for the second time we've done this. Yep. Uh, this time we got about 40, 44, 45 bottles. Yep. Last time I think we got about yeah. 30, we were a lot 39. closer to the five gallons. You know, we, we I think <laughs> I think we made paid more attention to when it was boiling. To kind of keep it covered, so we don't lose it. You know the the evaporation. Um, so it, you know, five gallons. It was pretty solid. Pretty solid uh, uh, box of beer that we have there. 
Yes, yes, yes. What do you know, Bill Callahan and Washington Redskins? The more times you do something, the better at it you get. <laughs> I wouldn't have learned a goddamn thing watching Franny do this, but in fact, doing it, I learned something. So play yeah. your rookie quarterbacks, damn it! Pretty, pretty. We, we were a pretty good team. You know, you, yeah, you, yeah. you were filling the bottles. I was capping the bottles. Oh yeah, we were like because Franny had to work today, so we like, we had to oh, we had to we had to start the night bottling the beer, get the podcast ready, do the podcast. So we were we we were like a fine. We was like uh, it wasn't Lucy and Ethel over yeah. there. We were <laughs> we had a little bit better operation. Like we yeah. were really a finely tuned machine. Yeah, and and unfortunately we didn't have the labels. Uh, the labels are taking longer than expected to get to us. Um, but next week, uh, hopefully, yeah, the labels will arrive in the mail. We'll slap it on a few bottles and take some pictures for next week. Yes, and thank you again, Mitchell from Manitoba, for the name. Seventh round IPA was the name of our first beer. This is going to be a sixth round Hefeweizen. Uh, so thank you again for the name. And these these labels are going to be pretty awesome because <laughs> they are going to feature feature. Franny and myself in our later Lederhosen. Later, I don't know Lederhosen. Leader Lederhosen. <laughs> That'll be right on the label. So if any of our fans are interested in a bottle of this wonderful, wonderful half, please shoot us an email at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail and we'll see if we can get it out to you. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. All right, we have our shot of the week. Hold tight, everybody. <laughs> And it's time for my shot of the week. Franny's shot. I don't know how many times you mentioned that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good song, but, man. I mean, this is like better, than, it's, it's better than top 40. It's great. It's great. It should be on the. All on right, Franny, what is in this beautiful, beautiful shot? Well, in, in the shot tonight, Ben, it is inspired once again by Tipsy Bartender, a wonderful website out there with uh, so many different shots and drinks. Uh, so many good ideas. I mean, Pinterest has so many, you know, that you can find out there. But actually, Tipsy Bartender has videos on how to make these. And so this is uh, also within that Halloween sort of theme. Last week we had our um, pumpkin pie shot, which was very delicious. It was was very good. good. And uh, tonight's shot is also within that Halloween theme. It is a candy corn shot, which Sonia has named Getting Corny. Getting and corny because we are getting, getting corny. We're getting corny with this shot, and <laughs> getting, I think couldn't we think of anything we else. Started out corny, <laughs> and it was inspired by Tipsy Bartender, but it's also inspired by one of the worst Halloween candies that you could possibly oh give to kids on Halloween. And candy corn is good. Candy man. corn. Some people actually really do. I like, like it. And 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 Sonia actually did some research on candy corn, oh, and it's it seems with insect with stuff. insect. Um, uh, 
dung or excretion. <laughs> Something <Dunk>. disgusting. <laughs> Finally goes right to dung. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's so, it doesn't sound very good when you have insects involved. But, no, uh, I mean, that's just, that, that is the protein of the future. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've had these shots on the table for a while now. Um, there is... Yeah, we probably should start putting banana, this in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Banana <laughs> liqueur topped with vodka-infused orange Skittles. That's how we get that orangey sort of vodka color with whipped cream on top. The whipped cream has completely melted. Um, so I'm, I'm sure actually I would add some sweetness to the shot. So I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. Um, so let's give this shot a taste. Let's do it, everybody. Yummy. I've been looking forward to it. I, I still like the name. All right. Getting corny. Doesn't mm. taste like candy corn. No, it tastes like banana, and I like that. I like the banana. <laughs> oh, it's got a kick, it though. It's really. Ca- I know, man. It's, a- it's got a serious kick to it, though, man. Yeah, that vodka. No wonder they call it tipsy bartender. They don't. They call it like they should call it like Uber Damn. bartender. And a great website, by the way, for anybody out there. Tipsy bartender, please here get our get There's- our twenty percent off for your lift ride home. Yeah, but check it out, man. <laughs> I mean, there are, <laughs> there are so many good shots and cocktails on Ooh. there. Ooh, that's got uh, a kick, yeah. man. Feel warm. <laughs> wow. I don't know the, the best guy. Betty Corner. Yeah, it's always the same guy in the video. So whoever he is, you do an excellent job, my friend. What's his name? I have no idea. Friday? I should probably do a little bit of research on it and uh, give this guy a shout out. You know, maybe on Twitter, on Instagram, but he does an excellent job with these. And uh, a lot of the shots that we have on the show are inspired by him and his creations on Tipsy Bartender. Ooh, it's wow. Yeah, it warms good, you up. Right? It really warms you up. Ooh. I'm not. I'm not sure what the alcohol content was on that uh, banana liqueur, but high. Yeah, hot. probably. Yeah, but it, it has a nice, very it's nice right, banana it's flavor. It's right there. It's a, it's like just about what Jameis Winston drinks before every game. <laughs> it's about five of these shots right before he hits the field. Oh, and, and yeah. Well, yeah, he, when he throws five interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bruce Arians. Come back to the Steelers, buddy. We need an offensive coordinator. Come on, buddy. That vodka really added the kick. Yeah, though. wow. It's Whoa. burning me. Who? It's jamming <laughs> me. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. And Ben, you have become a huge fan of these scotches. Another Isla Scotch. Oh, I whiskey. love the Isla Scotches. I love them. Isla. And I'm, I'm sure you Isla. have some information. There's the wonderful music right there. Thank you to the people of Scotland. <laughs> I no, don't know. no, was no. that even close? All right, Friday, no. do the stop, please. I, Friday, no. do the. Uh, you do a better I, accent I, you, than now I now do. Now you messed me up. You like <laughs> threw you, me off completely with that terrible accent of yours. <laughs> 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 hey, we're gonna be trying another uh, Isla Scotch. Isla, I don't know. All right, but so you thank it. you first and foremost. Thank you uh, to Talisker for tweeting at us on Twitter when we posted that we would be. Uh, or uh, uh, responding to us when we posted that we would be, in fact, reviewing this Isla Scotch on the show tonight. This is the Talisker Select Reserve Game of Thrones House Greyjoy. Uh, This is an Isla Scotch. We actually have the House Greyjoy theme to play in the background on this one (laughs) for Game of Thrones fans. Uh, the, The House Greyjoy, a sea faring people house Greyjoy rule over the iron islands and worship the drowned god the ironborn live and breathe the sea we do not so as Franny pointed out earlier you hurt my ears making their fortune amid salt and smoke with the sweat of their brows and the strength of their backs the Greyjoys have forged their place amongst the great houses of Westeros 
feeding their people and surviving on the desolate Iron Islands, they pay the iron price to succeed on the shores of one of the most remote and rugged islands in Scotland, the Islay of Skye. Lies Talisker Distillery, its wave-beaten shores imbue its whiskey with Talisker's signature maritime character, an intense, smoky, single malt with spicy and sweet notes whose maritime edge makes this the perfect whiskey to represent House Greyjoy. Golden, copper in color, this Talisker is aged in heavily, heavily charred ex-bourbon American oak casks for a truly unique character. The nose is typical of the distillery with dry, peppery smoke and dark chocolate tones. The palate explodes with flavors of salted caramel and chili flakes with a subtle background of peppery smoke. The long finish brings sweet fruitcake notes and a lasting hint of heather. All right, you guys are ready to taste this that was quite an introduction i remember heather <laughs> heathers <laughs> with christian slater Wait, uh, i like Sadie, okay did you taste it oh no 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 i'm trying to get the um the shot taste out of my mouth so that i can yeah, so enjoy can the full, properly the full properly flavor enjoy of, uh, the new beverage wow the, the song is the over house great joy my introduction <laughs> was way too long <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, the last couple of weeks, Ben, we have tried a couple of, uh, it's been what, three, this is the fourth this Isla This is the Scotch. fourth. We have yeah. one more to go before one we do our taste One more to test. go, our Balmore that we have uh, hanging out in the background here. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll huh. post something on Twitter for our future Yes. What are drink. we going to be tasting next week, in fact, Ronnie? What, what's I this? think it's the Balmore. The Balmore, Balmore 12. 12. Yeah. So we'll definitely give that a shot. And eventually, maybe not next week, but the following week, we'll do a taste test of Isla Scotches. I know Sonia is a huge oh fan God, of these. Oh, my God. She cannot wait. No. I mean, I mean we, have to, we have to take these bottles away from her so <laughs> she doesn't drink them. We may, so I don't actually, bash them against the no, wall. Actually, Sonia's not a big fan. Sonia's I'm not, not a, a fan. fan. Sonia believes that it's a cadaver that causes <laughs> yeah. the flavor of these. When she Go was on. in London, when she was in London. I learned. Uh, there, there was a... Uh, where was a body that? was at, found in in a peaty in a peat <laughs> bog, and so I mean, you know, these, these definitely have a peaty, smoky sort of scent and flavor to them. But let's give this a shot, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's smells very smoky. It smells nice. Cheers, Ben. Here we go. Oh wow! Okay, it smells. Liquid smoke. Oh, wow. It smells really it, more smoky than peaty. The smell. Very smoky. The notes. Oh, wow. What? But it's softer. It's not as. It's like not the one as last it doesn't strong. attack you. It doesn't it attack doesn't, you on the entrance at all. Yeah, no. It's, it's, not, it's not a very strong sort of peatiness that we have with the art bag. And, um, oh, the art bag. Don't even. Just. Oh, wow. This is really smoky. I love this. I mean, with the fire burning in the background and we the smoke. Down. I mean, the Lagavulin was also, the Lagavulin 16, that was also a bit stronger. It had more of that that peatiness to it. This one has has the smoky. It's, it's, it's primarily smoky, but I taste the sweetness. I can smell, I can actually smell the sweetness. What do you think about the smell, though, Sonia? I 
I mean, it smells nice, but or maybe we're just becoming more accustomed. You to... guys are becoming wow. very accustomed. I mean, the to color, it. the color is about as perfect as you can get for mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. for a scotch. Well, I mean, it has. I a, mean, it's not too dark. A little bit of it's spice. It's very coppery, but it's not dark, too dark. It's not too light. It's almost exactly what. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, a little bit of spice. Expect. It tastes. I mean, like Theon. Theon it would definitely. Like Theon and Yara would definitely enjoy oh. this scotch. Well, the, Theon uh, the, might, the, it might be too much for Theon. The Ironborn. Yeah, it, it might be too much for It might be too much for Theon, but Yara, yeah, Yara, Yara would be all over this. She would, she would, she would right. slam this back. She would chug this. Yeah, definitely. Oh man. But you know, it, it's 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 a softer sort of take but on I, the Islas that we have had, and but the smokiness lingers. It's still in the in the back, and there's spiciness. You can definitely have. There's this. definitely a spice. Well, there's a spice when you sniff it, but I definitely still have the smokiness. I don't mind the smokiness. But yeah, I, I'm still not an. I Isla think fan. I think if you're new to these types of scotches, the Islas, this is probably easier to drink. It goes down yes, very smoothly. I would say. Between that and the Ardbeg, compared to you know Ben's uh, <laughs> Ardbeg, which he oh, loves, love and yeah, he does yeah, drink yeah, it after empty. the show. Um, <laughs> I like this though. It's 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 actually it's it it goes down easier than some of the other Isla scotches. I mean, this definitely. sort of opened me up a little bit to the smoky, the smoky flavor. So uh, the Arbeg is definitely very peaty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the what was the the Laproeg? Lafroig. Lafroig. That was also good. It was good. Uh, it was good. Also very peaty. This one yeah. is a has a peppery smokiness to it. Yeah. That it, it, I almost I was afraid that I would be disappointed mm-hmm. that it didn't have the same level of peatiness as the Ardbeg, uh or the uh, Lagavulin. Mm-hmm. This the peppery smokiness of this is really. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, from the fires that we had recently here in yeah. LA, it smells uh, like it. You, 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 no, no, but you do, you do get that sort yeah. of like, like it's a sweet smoke, ash, sort of flavor, like wet ash. Have you ever, of. have you ever tasted liquid smoke? Not on purpose. Not on purpose. But they, I mean, I know, know what, what it is. Yeah. yeah. That that's what it is to me. It's mm. like liquid smoke. It's just an interesting. I mean, we, we've tried a lot of scotches on this show, Ben, and, and um, I mean, it does these are the, the islands are really starting to grow on me. Oh, ah, I'm, I'm serious. You having a relationship? I'm I'm are you serious. having a relationship? I'm, I'm having a relationship, and this is probably one that I can have a relationship longer Do with. Do I foresee and, a trip to Scotland? Oh, I'd love to oh, go to Scotland. Go to Isla? Oh Let's man, go. I would love. To I go spent to, like two weeks there, uh, sleeping in ditches uh, <laughs> in a like, bog, in a peat bog, with a bottle next to me. That's right. No, yeah, definitely, but but uh, I taste the chili. I don't taste the caramel, but I do taste. Yeah, I don't taste. I do sweet. taste the chili. I, I smell mean, it let me, more. Let me take another sip here. Holy moly! That's that. That's it, this is almost of, like a, a hybrid between the Ard bag, a little bit of honey. Yeah. Also, I, 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 at the end, you feel a little bit of honey sweetness. A little bit of vanilla, but I love that long finish. It really hangs that spiciness. Out. That spiciness at the back of your throat. You. Yeah, I like it. Talisker. Like, yeah, you might want me to leave, and but I'm going to stay for a little while. We did. We did try the Talisker ten year in Croatia too. Um, I would say that one had uh, maybe I don't know. From what I can remember, it had more of the smokiness, less of the peppery spiciness to it. This one's good. I really like this one. You know, I mean, it, from. from um, Damn this! This is really, really good. Yeah, 
Yeah. And and also we had that uh, from the Game of Thrones sort of box set. We also had that that uh, card hue, uh, which was uh, a little, it was lighter. Definitely didn't have the same sort of peatiness, same sort of smokiness as this. But I think you mean the Isla. Isla. Yeah. This this one is. I would say this one in the long term is more enjoyable than that because the the flavors coming through are more interesting. You know, it's it's more complex. It's extraordinarily complex. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's a lot there. Wow, I like it. I mean, I think the charred barrels from Talisker, mixing that with the, the actual water and the ingredients from mm-hmm. from Isla. This is this is this might be one of the better Islas there are Islas that we have tasted so far. I think so, and we'll, and we'll have the taste test in a few weeks. I mean, but there there are so many similarities in 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 you know the 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 flavor profile. It's gonna be kind of hard to choose a winner. Uh, you know, from the Legavulin to this one to the Lafroig to the Ardbeg. I mean, they all they're similar. I think you might be surprised. I think that with this, the flavor profile is so intense. I wouldn't say it's it's well balanced. I wouldn't say it's intense. Not I would this, say it's, not it's, this particular, yeah. Uh, not this particular scotch, but the mm-hmm. Isla scotches are so intense. Yeah, and the pro, the flavor profile so uh, memorable. That it's, it's memorable that you sure. that, that, it, that it's hard to distinguish one from the other. Yeah, the long finish of this is definitely different than the Ardbeg and some of the other Islas that we've tasted. Mm-hmm. That's but, the most distinct. Uh, this that and the smokiness are the most distinct characteristics of this to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That this finish is. I mean, it has the smooth. Long. It has the smooth finish of you know other scotches. You know, you know, like the the Glenlivet. You know, twelve year the Glen Moray also twelve. I mean, it has that smooth finish, but then it has that extra something. But but, you but when you swallow it, when you swallow this, it's it almost feels uh, like a honey, like a you know your your homesick yeah. one day. Yeah. And your mom says, drink this tea with some honey in it. She pours the honey in there. And and just not the entirety of the of the drink, mm-hmm. but as you swallow it, that's what I feel. I feel that warmth of the, the honey flavor going down my throat. Yeah. And and also um kudos to, you know, whoever created this box set for, you know, Game of Thrones to uh, you know, create a whiskey from the island, you know, from Isla that represents uh yeah, you know House cool. Greyjoy. You know, whoever thought about that, they they knew what they were doing, and uh, you know, kudos kudos to them. And this is this is a very good drink. Um, you know, we tried the Talisker Ten. This is the Talisker. I'm not sure how many years this is aged. Doesn't have uh, an age statement on the actual packaging, but it's good. It's, it's a good, very it's very like, good. I, I think I mentioned last week uh, the was it the Legavulin or was the Lafroig, which was kind of a gateway. For Scotch drinkers into the uh, the world of Isla, <laughs> this one is probably a better representation of that than those others. Right. I, I think right. this one really opens up your world to this new sort of Scotch. Don't start with the Arbeg. Maybe not <laughs> that one. That one I did not like at first, but after trying so many. I can see why why people appreciate these and and why the world renowned scotches. Yeah, and, and from a tiny little island, I mean, I know it's it's become a little bit more corporate over time, but it is still made on this island in Scotland with a very small population, 
And as far as I'm concerned, you have the bourbons, the ryes, the scotches. This is the most unique flavor profile of anything that I've tasted. And the only scotch bourbon rye that I actively pops into my mind in the middle of the day. (laughs) On a Tuesday afternoon where I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I have any of that... uh, yeah, the Arbanker House Great the, Joy the, at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean this stuff is is it's 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 much much uh, it's better than I expected. Definitely, it, it, it is actually it has, it's it's a complex flavor. There's a lot going on there. Um, yeah, it's fucking good. It's fucking good, man. That's that's. I don't know, <laughs> no, I don't know what that Elman, is. Elman, Jamaica. Do not ask me to do accents. I cannot do accents. I, that was a par- that, that that was not a very good accent. It was terrible. My yeah, accents are terrible. Sorry to tell you, my terrible. accents are terrible. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next? I'm gonna be bored. Yeah, but highly recommend that. And it's actually, it's actually a a a, a good, you know, a fairly good price too. Is around, you know, between thirty five and forty dollars. You know, depending on where you're purchasing it. But uh, you know, between thirty five, thirty five and forty, that's a good scotch. I highly sure. recommend it. Absolutely, Friday. What's next? I'm gonna be bored. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week. All right, we're gonna have our beer of the week. Hold tight, everybody. All right, so we're going to forego the beer for a second. We can get to Ben's quiz first, actually. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, we're going to do our quiz a little bit out of order because Sonia is going to be leaving us for a period of time. <laughs> so we're going to get hopefully our quiz eight out hours. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully eight hours. All right, so we are going to do our quiz. So let me bring it up. Question one. These should be interesting. Other than Nick Foles, uh huh. Name two other backup QBs or QBs who started the season as backups who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Oh, other than Nick Foles. Well, it's pretty obvious. Mm. Oh, Tom Brady yeah. and there was an in the early nineties. I think there was somebody oh. here in the late eighties. Oh, it was for the Redskins. Go for it. Can't remember his name though. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I can't remember. What's Redskins, okay. Sonia? Sonia has one correct. I have one correct. Franny, any other guesses? Is the Redskins correct? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, depending on who he's thinking of, but yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm thinking, we're thinking about the right. It was, it was in the 80s, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I just can't remember his name right Theisman. now. No. Oh, Sonia, on your phone, that is not acceptable. Oh, I'm looking at <laughs> Instagram. Oh, okay. Looking at dogs. <laughs> All right. Sonia is correct. Tom Brady is, in fact, one of the quarterbacks who started the season as a backup Back up to so, Drew Bledsoe. So who's... Oh, uh, okay. Franny, in fact, is thinking of Doug Williams. Yes, that's Of the name. Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. Other quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl who started the season as backups. Roger Staubach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jim Plunkett of the Raiders. Jeff Hostetler of the New York Giants. Backing All up right. Phil Sims. Kurt Warner of the St. Louis Rams. Oh, I don't know if you yes. remember that one. Oh, Warner. Uh, yeah, Warner. Yeah. Trent Dilfer of the Baltimore Ravens. Was he the backup? Yep. Oh, wow. He started the season as a backup. And oh. Earl Morrell of the Baltimore Colts, which He's was like way back in like the 50s or something like that. All right. This is one for Frane and Sonia. No, no. <laughs> Thanks. Who is the all-time leader in passes completed in a season? Why is that for me? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. 
Passes completed in a season. In Passes a season. completed in a season for a quarterback. Was oh, he, was he an Eagles quarterback? Quarterback. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. <laughs> that is definitely wrong. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I've, really? I, who? Drew Brees. You're one of your favorite quarterbacks. Oh. I mean, I mean, he should be everybody. One of everybody's favorite quarterbacks. But this is a really. I'm going to use the F word now. Really fucking amazing stat. Number one, Drew Brees, 471 completed passes in 2016. Number two, Drew Brees, 468 completed passes in 2011. Number three, Drew Brees, <laughs> oh my god, 200, 456 passes completed in 2014. Ben Roethlisberger snuck in there in 2018 with 452. Peyton Manning, uh, fifth and sixth. Again, seventh, Drew Brees. Eighth, Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Ninth, <laughs> Drew Brees. That's and tenth, Matt Ryan. This was a wow. really that is impressive, impressive freaking stat. When I, awesome. when I looked this up, I was like, "Are you? Is this like Drew Brees is really seven of the ten? Yeah. Wow. Are you a that's believer pretty, now? That's that's I know. It was a really impressive stat when I looked it up. Okay. All and right. He, and next he starts up. tomorrow again. I know. Huh? Which NF- NFL team has generated? The most revenue so far in 2019. I'm just going to say the Dallas Cowboys. Frane is correct. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have generated $950 Why? million. Dollars. They have a lot of blind followers. Do I, uh, fuck, do I have to get a shot for that? Oh, I did <laughs> it away. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Simon took it off the table. Oh, you got to uh, shoot that. Okay, yeah, yeah, you got to drink uh, your Talisker. Uh, oh. Next closest, New England Patriots with six hundred million. The Dallas Cowboys are three hundred fifty million dollars more than the next closest competitor. Wow! Who do you think is dead last? The I was going to say the Jaguars, but Chargers. Son, you said there are a lot of fans in London, London. that are Jaguar mm-hmm. fans, so maybe not the Jags. Nope. But who do you think has a lot of fans, but they don't spend any money on their team? Chargers. They don't have a lot of fans, though. <laughs> oh, a lot of fans. <laughs> that don't spend a lot of money on their team. Apparently. Jets. I don't know. No, the Jets. The Jets the fans, Jets are, are those okay. are, they're fanatics. Um, God, I don't know. Who would it be better? <laughs> Dead last. Who? In 2019, the Oakland Raiders. Yikes. They? Dead last. $357 wow. million. There are, I mean, well, maybe it's a West Coast thing. I mean, there's so many Oakland yeah, fans but apparently they don't here. have any... Pocketbooks, wallets, credit cards. Well, I mean, I, I bank guess maybe, cards. maybe it's a West Coast thing. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe you know, we're just so accustomed to seeing you know the 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 black and silver out here, but the rest of the country, maybe not so much. Eagles are right up there, though. Like, no, they're within the top ten at four hundred eighty-two million. You're up there too, dollars. Right? Steelers. No, the Steelers are in fact way down there at four hundred thirty-nine million dollars so far this year. Where mm-hmm. am I? Ooh. The Seahawks. Are you even on this list? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Cowboys, Patriots, Giants. Giants are number three. Yeah, what? That's not Redskins shocking. are number four. Wow. Uh, Five. Redskins, Texans are number four. That seems odd. Well, it's Texas, man. I mean, they love their football. Seahawks. You're right up there. 439 million. What number am I? Uh, I have to count now. Never mind. It's okay. 36 Looks behind, like about the, 11 or 12. behind the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> But I was shocked to see the Raiders is dead last. So, awesome. yeah, their fans are really supportive of the team. But now I can see why the Davises are moving them to Vegas. 
because you got to spend some money on the team for me to keep him at home. Did you say Spence? Did you say Spence? You got to spend some money on the team. Spence. All right, this this you is an interesting question. Spend some money out of your wallet there. All right, you guys ready for number? All right, question number three. I which can't wait. NFL team has general? Oh, sorry, which president? <laughs> which president or former NFL president or former NFL player has the highest net worth of all former or present NFL players? Highest net worth. Peyton Manning. That is wrong. I figured he made a lot of money. But this I mean, be good after for you, you might want to get the shot off the table. Highest. Tony Romo. Nope. Okay. Keep going. Deion Sanders. Nope. Keep going. Michael Irving. He's on the right team, though. <laughs> Someone on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> or was yes. Was. Or Michael? Oh uh, no! I said Michael. John Elway. No, John Elway. It shocked me when I saw it. Aikman. Nope. Oh yeah. Oh, Who the Aikman. fuck? Roger Staubach. Oh my God! How the hell would I think oh, of Roger Staubach? Man, net worth. A, the net, Roger Staubach's net worth is six hundred million dollars. I mean, he was allegedly a good quarterback. Number two, I don't remember Mark him Davis, well. or at, well, Al Davis before he died, uh, five hundred million. John Madden, two hundred million. Yeah, okay, that's not shocking. John Peyton Manning, two hundred million. Yeah, he was up there. Steve Young, two hundred million. Tom Brady still playing 180 million. John Elway number seven at 145 million. Hmm. Huh. But down. somehow Roger Staubach has got 600 million dollars completely He's under the radar. Made some good investments in his wow. life. Wow. All him. right. Next question. Our last question. <laughs> what is the first team to have an official emotional support dog? Oh, it's got to be a really liberal team. It's got to be the Seahawks or something. It's close. You're close. All right, San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> there it is. San Francisco 49 Jesus. Seriously, they have an emotional support dog? The first team in the NFL. Football fans of all sides are rooting for the latest addition to the San Francisco 49ers. Zoe, the one-year-old French bulldog puppy, is the NFL's first ever emotional support dog. So what, they take turn bringing yeah. them home? The dog provides... Comfort and support to help people with their mental health struggles, including depression, panic attacks, bipolar disorder, according cool. to the U.S. Dog Registry. Zoe we have that can help players player? overcome their pregame anxieties, postgame depression. She can even accompany the team on airplanes during trips. The 49ers director of player engagement, Austin Moss, and his assistant, Shelby Saltu, adopted the adorable dog who has almost 6,000 followers. Damn. On Instagram, and well, if you knows. go, we're gonna link up with Zoe. <laughs> know, and, if you, and if you go on Instagram, you can <laughs> see hashtag Zoe. You can see Garoppolo with the dog. You can see what's his name, the the pass rusher whose name is escaping me right Joey now. Bosa? Is it Joe, uh, Nick Bosa? Uh, Nick Bosa. Okay, uh, with the dog. Nick, Nick but, oh, yeah. but this is a very forward-thinking move. So there are many, many pictures of Zoe with San Francisco 49er players. So I I wanted to throw this back at Sonia because the 49ers are the first team in your division to actually have a dog. Serving the team. Yeah, but they do they do the the puppy or the the dog races? What is it? The corgi dog races at halftime? Come on, come yeah. on! Wait, but this is for real. This is for like the whole you know to help them uh, overcome their well, anxieties and their depression. For us, it's for charity. Come on. Yeah, but you guys just race the dogs around the field and then you throw them back <laughs> in a pen. 
You're such I'm a, a douche. <laughs> You're a douche. They call it the CP. It's a corgi pen. And uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, CenturyLink. They just dead? have a yeah. a pen of of like corgis back there, uh-huh. suffering in Are the background dead? there. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, what, what was the uh, what was the character in in Game of Thrones that had all the dogs? Not, oh yeah, like uh, Ramsey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing, you it's know, the, the Seahawks yeah. are the Ramsey of the. Well, all right, I'm done. The <laughs> <laughs> all right, but thank you all for participating in our quiz at, at home. home. Sonia at home. Uh, <laughs> is going to leave us right now. <laughs> I am leaving them. I'm not going to do the beer. I'm so sorry. I actually, I should take a sip of it because it pro- it's probably really good. I'm sure it's a light beer. I'm sure it's a light beer. Yeah, I know. And and you know what. I'll, I'll crack it open right now, Ben. Yay. All right, Franny. Next up, we have our beer of the week. And this week, we are drinking a beautiful, beautiful, and interesting beer, in fact. This is Danny Trejo Cerveza. This is from the Lincoln Beer Company. It's crafted and brewed at the Lincoln Beer Company. Trejo Cerveza is a badass as its namesake. This beer perfectly represents El Jefe and Los Angeles culture with its bold. Love it. Cool and distinctive taste. This straw-colored lager is refreshingly crisp and clean and embodies everything that makes Mexican beer so damn good. Danny Trejo Cerveza is smooth and unexpected, and it's always the life of the party. Along with being able to pick up a four-pack of 16-ounce cans at your tap room, you can also buy Trejo Cerveza at a growing list of locations in and around Los Angeles. Ask for Trejo's when you get there. Uh, Lincoln Beer Company is, in fact, a homegrown beer company to Los Angeles. It's at 3083 North Lima Street in Burbank, California. You can get this at Total Wine as well as Ramirez Beverage Center. And uh, you can get it at Craft Beer Cellar in Torrance, Craft Beer Cellar in Pasadena, Craft Bottle Shop in Whittier, and all across Los Angeles, we're going to give this Trejo's badass lager a try. Yeah, and and, and Danny Trejo's a badass though. I mean, Ben, you met him. I mean, you, you I mean, you, you yeah, I met him at the Vons parking lot. Yeah, I mean, when I was working way back in the day, you know, when I was a teenager at uh, at Kmart, you know, he came into the store. Did he really? And, yeah, he came into the store, and I helped him out at the store, and 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 he looks like a badass. But then he's yep. the sweetest yep. guy. He is such That's what I hear. a nice, phenomenal, fucking dude. I mean, th- this guy. And 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 the reason I got this beer is is because of how nice he is. You know, he just seems like a nice dude. And he's got a couple of restaurants out here in L.A. So he's yep. expanding his brand, his Trejo brand. Yep. <laughs> I guess. I mean, uh, you know, he he looks like he has uh, coffee also. Um, does he really? Yeah, it looks That's like awesome. it. Yeah, so yeah he's got coffee. A... He's got beer. He's got restaurants. Good for Danny Trejo. He's a good fucking dude. And uh, let's try this beer. Let's yeah, give it's a, a shot. Mexican craft lager. It's yeah, the, and the nectar of the Mexican gods. And and the the can is pretty cool too. I like. And he that. put his face on it. Did he? he yeah, he's pretty awesome. recognized. When you see Danny Trejo, you recognize you know. him right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, should I be scared out of my fucking pants? No, it's yeah. just Danny Trejo. <laughs> I mean, that's it's that's just. that's why that's why he pl- usually plays like you know some sort of a gangster in, yeah, in, in films because he he has that look. But then you speak to him and he's the nicest dude. But thank you, right. Danny. A, it is very. Um, it's light. It's light. It tastes like. Uh, it definitely tastes like a like a like a. Modelo. Yeah, I mean, well, not Modelo has maybe a little bit more flavor. I'd say, um, yeah, like like some other um, 
light sort of lagers, some other Mexican beers that we've tried, like uh, maybe Corona, a little bit like Modelo, actually. More like Tecate, that, that, maybe? That finish on it. But definitely a light. It's got a little bitter finish. It a does light, have a little yeah. bitter finish. But a nice, a nice light beer. This is a nice one in on you the don't, beach. You don't usually, you usually like, um, you know, overly bitter beers. No, this but one this has one a little ends. bit, a little bit of a bitterness. It's like when you yeah. drink it, you feel it, and then it just and goes gone, away. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to drink. Very yeah, the finish is really sharp. fast. It's a fast yeah. finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did he did he kick your ass? Did he kick your ass in the parking lot? No, no. He was, I, was like, I was just. I think he was on Breaking Bad at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. The first season. The first season. He was on the uh, Tortuga. Oh. Tortuga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was I saw Tortuga? him in the parking lot. Oh. Was that it? Yeah. I saw him. In a, he was like walking across the parking lot of Vons. I'm like, is that Danny Trejo? Yeah. Like walking across the like, yeah. Vons in Chatsworth? No, I, I recognized him. I, I think he does live out here. You know, somewhere in the eight one eight. But he 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 had that huge tat on his chest. I think is it the is it the Aztec calendar? I'm not sure exactly. Is that that? Yeah, that yeah. Calendar? I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, nice fucking dude. Cool. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. That was good. See, I stayed up for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is definitely a beer you could drink every day. This is like a, to me, this is a lawn mowing beer. So we're, we're like you drink. A you, you, lawn it's, mowing yeah, beer. It's 100 degrees. You mow <laughs> oh, yeah. your lawn. Used to drink. You're in your driveway. You're exhausted. And you're like, you want to sit down for a minute. This is the beer you want. Yeah. Give us a shout out, Danny. And also, let's get Danny on the show. Hey. Yeah, That'd Danny be awesome. Trejo, come on. I you would look, that's love really that. good. You want to talk it's some football? Come on the show. You want to have a couple of your beers? Let's drink them. <laughs> yeah. Sonia, what's that? Still you? pondering. I am. I mean, you know, I don't like that bitter, but it goes away so fast that I don't have time to be angry at it. Yeah. Out of, out of ten, <laughs> where would you rate this, Ben? I would. I mean, for what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I always rate the beers for what they are, not for what you know I expect them to be. So as a a lager, a light drinking lager at the bar. I'd give it an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I'd, I would say about seven. That's that's where six I'm at, for yeah. me, and that's high. Yeah, for Sonia, <laughs> that is very high. For You're a beer. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sonia's like, yeah. What is this? This costs five hundred dollars. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, I'm out of right. here. Thank you very much. I will see you guys next week. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben is Ben's. Betting Corner. All right, we'll be right back, everybody, with Ben's Betting Corner. All right, and we are back, and Ben has some of his picks for the week or wagers of the week. I do, but first, we want to point out that Frane, in fact, hit his sexy... I did. ...his sexy six parlay last week. Frane, tell us about did how it you, felt. Though? Did I you, I did bet? not. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I was three out of five. I was 60% last week. Well, obviously... The Seahawks and the Eagles both killed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't pick the Seahawks or the Eagles because they weren't heavy favorites. I go with the heavy favorites, Ben, and whenever I choose the heavy favorites, just like I have this week... I usually hit. There's some surprises, but out of seven weeks, I've hit three times. Not too bad. I've won more Monopoly money than I've lost. But it was was it three to one almost on your on your parlay? I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So I I, I did win some Monopoly money. So definitely pay attention. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. Oh, of course. Of course. 
But pay attention to Friday's sexy six. And this week he Mystical has money. A sexy, sexy seven. Sexy game seven. Before we get to Ben's picks, my sexy seven are the Lions. Ooh. Yeah. That's not know, that yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah. That's not a very Well, hopefully. That, that hopefully almost feels like that's almost like on the other side of the it, tracks. It will that's be. not sexy. So I got the Lions, the Seahawks, the Ooh. Rams, the Saints, the Niners, the Patriots, and Ben's Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And also, I have a 13 game parlay too, but that is. Yeah, those are. Those are I, I was right. Those are on, mortgage payers. I was right on 11 of the picks. 11 out of the 13 games last week, I was right. Unfortunately, not all 13. Not all 13. Uh, but yeah, last week I hit on the Cardinals. I took the Arizona Cardinals over the Giants plus three. I took the Dolphin. I took Miami plus seventeen against the Bills. Uh, Rams, LA minus three. They crushed them. Uh, Ravens versus Seahawks. I took Seattle. Lost. Eagles versus Cowboys. I took uh, the Eagles and I lost. But this week, my certified picks are Panthers versus 49ers. I am taking the Niners in that game. May not have chosen during our segment earlier tonight, <laughs> but I think the Niners minus five and a half are going to cover that spread. Next up, Buccaneers at Titans. I am taking Tampa Bay in the game. I know Jameis Winston is a train wreck, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting three points in that game. Also, Dolphins at Steelers. There is no way the Steelers are going to win that game by more than 14 points. I am taking the Miami Dolphins in the game. Eagles versus Bills. This hurts me to say. I know I picked the Eagles earlier out of my heart. But when it comes to my <laughs> bank account, I am taking the Bills minus two in that I don't game. Blame you. I don't blame you, Ben. That one hurts. And the Giants versus the Lions. I agree with Franny, even though I picked the Giants in that game. I am taking Detroit in uh, in that game minus six and a half. I, too, have a whole host of parlays going. Uh, but we'll just run through a few of these games. Chargers at Bears. The Bears are giving away three and a half points in that game. I am taking the Bears in that game, even though I think the Chargers might win it. But I am taking the Bears in that game. Next up, I am taking Seattle Seahawks at Atlanta Falcons. The Seahawks are giving away eight points in that game as we sit here today. What do you think about that? Eight points against the Falcons. Eight. Well, this. I mean... The Falcons have been pretty terrible. They are, but the Seahawks do not win games by I think double one, digits. I think this one they might. Okay. This one they might. I mean, the, the, the Falcons are completely lost. That's a, that's a hard one. I uh, If I had to take a line, I would take the over-under in that game, which is 50, and I would take the under. Uh, Jets at Jags. The Jets are getting six and a half points in that game. Take the Jets today, tomorrow, and on Sunday. <laughs> Next up, Bengals at Rams. Who cares? Yep. Uh, but the Rams are giving away 12 points in that game. If I were going to bet on that game, I would take the Bengals and the points. I don't think the Rams are going to beat them that bad. Uh, Cardinals at Saints. The Saints are giving away 13 points at the Cardinals. Take the Cardinals in that game, getting 13 points. Next up, Raiders at Texans. The Texans are giving away six points. 
in that game. Take the Raiders and the points, even though I think that the Cardinals are going to win that, or the Texans are going to win that game. Next up, Panthers at Niners. The Niners, I already talked about that in my certified picks. Denver Broncos at Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are giving away five points in that game. What do you think about that, Franny? Mm, it's your betting quarter, Ben. <laughs> Franny does not have an opinion. Next up, uh, well, uh, Broncos at Colts. Colts are getting giving away five. I'm going to take the Colts in that game. Browns at Pats. Pats are giving away ten and a half points over under at 43. I would take the over in that game. I would stay away from the line. Green Bay Packers at Kansas City Chiefs. The Packers are giving away five points in a game. Not only would I take the Chiefs plus five, I would also take the under 47 and a half. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair for some strange reason in Kansas City. Monday night, Dolphins at Steelers. Also my certified pick. I do not think the Steelers are capable of beating anyone in the league by two touchdowns this year, definitely take the Dolphins really? in that game. Really? I'm shocked, Ben. I think the Steelers will win, but to beat them by two touchdowns with Fitzpatrick behind center, I just don't think it's possible. Uh-huh. They will win. I don't know. By 10. I don't know. By 8. By 9. By 7. Yeah. They're not going to win by 14. Uh, you don't have belief. I don't have belief. <laughs> well, do you have belief in the in the Eagles? No, exactly. it was pretty obvious this entire yeah. podcast. I don't yeah. have any belief, and in I don't have any belief in my Steelers. Unfortunately, <laughs> but against the Dolphins, though, even against well, uh, if Rosen were starting, maybe. But Fitzpatrick could keep it. Wait, close. wait, 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 Rosen, who I love. one of your top QBs? Yeah, well, he's one of my uh, favorite uh, quasi rookie QBs. <laughs> but what playing for that team in that division with that roster, I don't think anyone can do anything to to get that team to where they need to be. So, yeah. you know, they have no they have no players. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, finish up tonight, we have housekeeping oh, once again. we're so sorry to leave you all. But, Sonia, I've made it almost to the end. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We are humbled that you like our show, and we would encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busbrav.com, with all your friends, relatives, acquaintances on the street (laughs) anyone you think would also like the show anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on apple Podcasts, spotify castbox castbox google Podcasts, overcast stitcher or just about any other podcatcher out there please 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 leave us a review if you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show you can email us at podcast thirstinggoal at gmail.com or you can call us direct at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may use and play your message on the show. Please also, also, we would love it if you would follow us on Instagram at Thirstand and on Twitter at Thirst. Wow, this finishes up episode 44. Friday, what say you? Can't wait for episode 45. All right, we'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.